listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. You know, I know you're traveling, but I yeah. think someone agrees. It's a little easier to call you two chains. Two chains. Murder, murder. This right here, that murder. Pull the car out the garage, they screaming bloody murder. Murder, murder. Chop line around your daughter. Three cell phones and that still don't ever call her. Murder, murder. Smoking on that murder. If a girl out with me, just know she murder. Murder, murder. Take her ass like burglar. Then I'll put her on the loud and feed her turkey burger. Murder, murder. This is bloody murder. All this ice all over me, I should wear a thermal. Murder, murder. Hit you with that burner. Hit you with that burner. Hit you with that burner. Murder, murder. This right here, that murder. Pull the car out the garage, they screaming bloody murder. Murder, murder. Chalk line around your daughter. Three cell phones and I still don't yeah. never call her. Murder, murder. Yeah, I'm killing niggas beast when I'm out of town and I'm on this stage just resting peaceful. Murder, murder. Somebody call my lawyer. They say I'm killing Tennessee when I was down in Florida. Murder, murder. My shoes not in a quarter. I'm rapping with the murder team. Nobody won't record it. Murder, murder. Listen to the chorus. Niggas wanna know how I get it. When I get it, don't worry. Just know it's murder, murder, murder. This right here, that murder. Pull the car out the garage, they screaming bloody murder, murder, murder. Chalk line around your daughter. Three cell phones and I still don't ever call This right here is murderous. I mama pray the gangster is from the east to the west. It gets dangerous when you get that dough on this plane shit. Bitches will be hating this, but my mind still climbs for greaterness. That money that I'm playing with, put a hole in your head with no blame for it. Saying it, I'm caning it. Come back to the block and I'm spraying it. Delaying it, I'm stopping it. Put an end to your life, I'm blocking it. Your career, bitch, you was never on. I heard two chains while you up in This is exactly what I wanted. All my fans love me. Dad is proud of me. Mama cries for me. Cause she don't know they ain't sleep in my schedule. Having nightmares, I'm the Black Heath Ledger. Sleep when I'm dead. These voices in my head got me waking up at 4 a.m. so I can write instead. And my friends come and ask me if it's worth it. I tell them that it better be. I did this shit on purpose. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy with Tips podcast. Your host, Rod and Aaron. We're in the house, uh, Saturday morning feedback show yes sir everybody's all excited the blood is pumping because we just finished working out so you guys get some excited people to host the show today yeah my energy level do go up at that workout I ain't yeah gonna lie. this isn't uh us after eight hours of working and then coming home and doing the show <laughs> that ain't that's the truth night this is me sleeping all night long waking up early going to exercise drinking some muscle milk which gives you energy on its own right and then when you burn all those calories and stuff and you burn through all the food in your body and you drink rum and vodka or <laughs> rum and coke and I'm it goes just, straight to your blood it's good I'm drunk already i'm drinking some beer and uh, of course i got a shout out to my girl lily flower on twitter um she's at lily flower it's l-i-l-i-f-l-o-w-r i think it's lily flower or is that a t hold on i gotta be 100 cents sure yeah it's a f Little Lily Flower, L-I-L-I-F-L-O-W-R, who uh, this morning hit me up and said, 
um hey just started following you follow me back and i said why you know because i would like a reason why if you're asking for something as significant as my follow back I would like to know why you want me to follow you back. Spam True. says it all the time. I know, but spam don't give a legitimate reason. Right. So I, you know, I, I straight up asked her like, Hey, you know, what's the deal? Lily flower. Um, well, you know, why are you, you know, what, what's the, what's the problem? And she said, um, Oh, I thought you were a fan. I'm a loyal follower. Unless you unfollow me. Uh, no, she said, cause I asked you nicely and you are a MMA fan, right? And I said, not really. I'm not really an MMA fan. Um, so, you know, that was kind of, I don't know where she got that from. You know, I don't know. She's just searching Twitter for the words MMA put together. Because last night I did say that a MMA fighter chick needs to get into the room with the Bad Girls Club. Oh, yes. That would make she would the, get them the business. Yeah, it would make the it would make the show much, much better uh, when one of them fucks her up, you know. Oh. Uh, but yeah. apparently, uh, Lily Flower said that, um, you know, she thought I was an MMA fan. And, um, I was like, yeah, I, I don't know where that came from. I'm not a big MMA fan. How do, how do, and I said, how do I know that you won't unfollow me? Can I trust you? <laughs> yeah, because people following up, follow me all the time, and you too. She said, I'm a loyal follower. Unless you unfollow me, then I'll do likewise. So I was playing basketball. I didn't have time to check all my tweets. So I went to play basketball and I came back and I saw her in my timeline. So I checked and she wasn't following me. She had already unfollowed me, Karen. So I said, you lied. You're not oh. following me. Goddamn lie. And so I went and checked the timeline and she was subtweeting me, Karen. Now, what kind of way is that to build a relationship? You just starting off. Oh, Right. She don't even know the rule. Yes, Mystique, Jay Mystique is telling. She don't even know my rule that if you ever retweet me or follow me on Twitter, we go together. Yes, y'all do. That's how it goes. Mm-hmm. She don't even know. Mm-mm. She she gave up on me while I was winning a bunch of basketball games. <laughs> I can't help that I was winning. I had time to check my phone. <laughs> winning comes first. Yes, it does. So uh, she said, um, you know, I said, you lie. You're not following me. And I checked her subtweet. She said, if I follow you. And I asked for a follow back. Don't ask me why you should follow me. Either do it or don't. Now, what kind of shit is that, Karen? Well, damn. How you just going to be like, nigga, I'm the host of the number one comedy podcast (laughs) on Podomatic and running. Okay? This is one of the top most shared shows on Stitcher Radio. Uh, I don't even know what the fuck Zoom is. We are a top 50 show on Zoom. What the hell is a Zoom? Exactly. Okay. And she is bossing me. I said, you're not the boss of me. Okay. And then she said, you're not even an MMA fan without putting me in the tweet. And I said, I never said I was. You lied to me. I trusted you. (laughs) You betrayed me. You didn't even give me a chance to follow you back. And I said, I could have learned to love MMA. Why didn't you believe in me? Why not believe in us? Because I felt like she gave up on us, Karen. Okay. Oh. You never got a chance to get off the ground. And I said, this is how you fo- start a relationship, Lily Flower. Hmm? By just giving up and walking away. Where is your loyalty? I just want to know. that I want you to know, Lily Flower, even though you did me wrong, I'm going to never forgive you. I'm going to never forget you. We had fun while it lasted for those three tweets. Mm-hmm. 
You know, those three of the best tweets of my day, Karen. <laughs> I'm glad they was, sir. So then I started listening to Spotify, and I couldn't stop thinking about it. So I, I played It's So Hard to Say Goodbye, and I, oh. I, I dedicated it to my boo, Lily Flower. <laughs> and then I played I Miss You by Aaron Hall. You know, we was oh. going through the stages. And I played Gangsta Lean. I pulled some liquor out for Lily Flower. <laughs> and I played It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday by Boys and Men for Lily Flower. And uh she came back, baby. She came back and she started following me. And so I guess everyone can relax now. Cause people was asking me, What's going on? What's wrong? And I said, I don't know. You know, I she, glad y'all made up. Right. So Lily Flower, this show is dedicated to you. You are welcome. No need to thank me. You're welcome. All right, and I followed you back. And if you ever unfollow me, I will hunt you down. And I will use my special set of skills to to kill you. Okay, <laughs> so this is forever now. This is till death do us part on Twitter. Yep. So she, little, she she in the crew. So little flower, don't you do me wrong. Mm-mm. Everybody on Twitter, I want y'all to know that y'all watch her at Lily Flower at L I L I F L O W R. Okay. <laughs> now she doesn't like vowels, and she's pretty bad with spelling the little, but that's fine. I don't demand that she has to be, you know, perfect. Mm-mm. But you guys all check on her and make sure that she does not unfollow your boy. Because if I find out she unfollow me, it's over. Killing me, oh. her, and the kids, and not in that order. <laughs> okay, little flower? I've, to- I've told you. All right. You ready to do some podcasting? Yes. All right, well, you listen to the Blackout Tips podcast. It's a comedy podcast we do three times a week with me and my wife. Uh, the lovely at say that again or Karen as I like to call her yes or a person that goes on other podcasts and makes it seem like I'm some type of Ike Turner uh, <laughs> you're not no Ike Turner <laughs> if you listen to other people's podcasts uh, <laughs> she make it sound like I, I'll be like now do that overtime and get in there and cook woman no I don't play that shit <laughs> I kick someone in the stomach <laughs> no bitch if you die I kill you <laughs> you're not violent Mm-hmm. That's how you made me sound. So, no, um, you sweet. You go on, um, to, to listen to the show, man. There's a bunch of ways you can do. You go to theblackgowtips.com. Uh, make sure you guys are checking us out there. And you can find everything about the show, including our guest spots. Uh, and I will post some more of those today. But, uh, you know, we get, we make the rounds, people. We're always working, even when you don't know what the fuck we're doing up to. I know it's so. We're we always work, doing we something. We're doing some shit. We're always on someone's show. Expanding, or, trying to do something. Right. Uh, so, and you got, uh, you know, so make sure you guys are checking out our guest spots. A lot of times you can hear stuff that you don't hear about us on the show because, you know, we're on the show. We're not reintroducing ourselves. We're not talking about a lot of stories and stuff that 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 you know we take for granted because me and karen know each other yeah and we may have talked about on the show before but a a person interviewing us might ask us a question that you know you wanted to know but just never asked or something yeah because that what's happened when i go on other people's show like they ask me questions about rod ask me questions about myself and a lot of stuff that sometimes i don't always get to talk about on the podcast and so a lot of people to go back and listen they really enjoy it because they're like oh shit i didn't know that right you can listen to karen lie on me and talk about how i don't cook (laughs) and don't clean you do cook i'm not you know i'm not you i know, did i said you could make a work overtime and, no, and then make a cl- uh, don't want to go out to eat like you, you know like, you guys can go hear all that shit talking about me uh just go check out casual conversation and all that stuff so um you know you guys can do that anyway um you can also find the show by oh well when you're at the blackoutist.com you can do a bunch of stuff like leave comments you can vote in the poll i suggest everybody vote in the polls because that's where we get a lot of uh 
you know, opinions from and mm-hmm. from our audience. That's how we get to know you guys. You can leave comments on the polls. You can leave comments on the episodes. Yes, you can. Uh, you can subscribe right there on the page, uh, so that you get an update in the email every time that we post a new, uh, you know, item. So post a new show, post something for our sponsors. You get an update and you can pick like how often you get an update. If you want it daily, you want it, uh, weekly, you want monthly, um, it's a really good way to catch up on the show. It's it is. really, really effective and, uh, you'll always be in the loop. Uh, we also have a calendar on the show now, uh, I mean on the website now and I'll try to keep it updated with when we're about to go live and do a show so mm-hmm. you guys can kind of know in advance, uh, show times. Um, so, but you know, most of you guys know the schedule anyway. Um, you can also do stuff like leave comments by, uh, Living us a five star review on iTunes. Mm-hmm. If you leave us a five star review on iTunes, we promise we'll read it on the show. Mm-hmm. If it's not from America, let us know. Please do. That's the only way we know because we, the way it's set up, we only see Americans. Yep. We're also on Stitcher, Facebook, and Podomatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can donate to the show right there from the blackouttips.com. Yeah. We also have a Tumblr page. We have a Tumblr ca- page and a Google Plus page. I mean, we, we're everywhere, guys. Find this shit. Everywhere but Pinterest. We Be a part of the movement. Pinterest out soon. Yes. Okay. Steve Harvey got 20 billion people that fuck with him. I know it's so. But help us help you. Or else we're going to quit and join Steve Harvey. And we're going to turn this shit into the Steve Harvey, Tyler Perry mm. review show. Mm-mm. And we're just going to talk about nothing but how great they are. It's up to you guys. Mm-mm. It's up to y'all. I'm Mm-mm. not. I ain't doing that. It's not my fault. Um, so uh, you can also email the show, theblackoutits at gmail.com. Gmail. And you can <laughs> you can call us 704-557-0186. Leave us a voicemail throughout the week. When we open up the phone lines today, you can talk to us live if you want to do that. The official weapon of the show is... The taser. An unofficial sport. Is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. Yes, sir. Um, and uh, let's get right into it, Karen. Let's talk about the people that gave us some money because... Honestly, those are my favorite people in the world. Yes, they keep it. They keep us running. Jessica Kang. Jessica Luther the Kang hit us <laughs> up with a recurring, a recurring donation. Thank you, Thank sweetie. Thank you, Jessica. Uh, Hollywood Larian, recurring donation. Thank you, brother. We'll see you next month. Yes, sir. Andre Ratliff. Thank you very much, man. We appreciate the donation, Dre. Well, we do, sweetie. You kept it real this month. Uh, Sharif. The dude from, uh, you know, the Cubicle Negroes, mm-hmm. them niggas, Operation Cubicle, funny-ass podcast that's also about working, oh. uh, checking, and a bunch of ratchetness. Don't just think that Operation Cubicle is about working people. Because by the time they get done, you'd be like, damn, these niggas really ain't shit. Like, <laughs> like I thought I thought I was listening they, to a respectable podcast mm-hmm. about working Negroes. Mm-hmm. They just take that shit and cover it with confetti. Right. Like that first. pretty. They be trying to act like they some shit about shit that first that first segment. Like you got to make it through the first segment cuz it's like, oh, you know, and uh sometimes I like to use uh Windows and I go to the DOS prompt. Yes, and, and, and you can and, actually run the program directly yes, from there. And you know, if you hit control out delete, these are the things that happen right. and these are the boxes that pop up. Sometimes you have to consolidate your hard drive. Yes. And, and then that music break come in and then after that they be like, "Yeah, man, so I was getting my dick sucked in the break room." <laughs> and let me tell you, man, it's all it's it's a trip. Yes, and you didn't do it right. You know you gotta say his whole name. Sharif Jackson. Ooh, I am for real. So, thank you, sir. Sharif in your teeth. Uh Paul Andre Joseph, thank you for the recurring donation. 
See you next month, my Thank brother. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum. All right, that's uh, that's all the, the donators for this week. But we thank every one of y'all that did put in, uh, and also thanks to the people who you know spread the word through donate your account, uh, retweeting us on Twitter, all that good stuff that yes. uh, also helps spread the word. You it know? does. Thank I'm, you. I mean, it's not gonna pay no bills, but you know. <laughs> Not just fucking with y'all. Thank y'all. <laughs> y'all really don't have yeah. to fuck with us. At I'm all. trying to tell you, you could get it to somebody that might pay the bills. I ain't mad at you. Keep spreading that word. So what you want to do first, Karen? We got voicemails. We have voicemails. We have iTunes reviews. We have emails. Uh, what you want to do? Let's do uh, voicemails first, and we do iTunes. Voicemails first. Mixing it up. Mixing it up. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go ahead and get started. Um, the 704-557-0186 is the number to leave us a voicemail throughout the week. But, uh, you know, we'll open up the phone lines after this. Yes. We got a few, we got a quite a few. Let's see, uh, what we got here. Uh, why isn't this playing? Son of a whore. Oh. All right. Do we need to reset it? I don't know. Skype does its own damn thing <laughs> sometimes. Skype be like, you Skype. know what? Fuck y'all niggas. I don't feel Skype. like the end of the day. Skype gives no fucks, dog. It's mm-hmm. really be like, uh, yeah, so um, about them voicemails. Yeah, you know that update I flashed? Did you didn't want to update? Fuck you. All right, let me try it again. See if this Hello, Rob. There we go. Aaron, this is uh, Stephen Richards from South Oh, no. Carolina. I turned it up it's, for you. Uh, Monday, about, uh, well, top of the afternoon. Wanted to... Wish you guys good afternoon to you. Hope you guys are having a good week so far. I know it's on a Monday. I was sitting uh, listening to your feedback show and uh, just wanted to say, uh, Jill, I'm so glad to hear you back. I was a little bit worried about you there, girl. You can't leave us that long again there, babe. All right. Well, I'll probably be calling back again as I uh, delve more into it. And I just wanted to let you guys know that I was so happy to hear Chill's voice again. All right. Thank you. All right. Well, oh, Chill got a fan. Steven Richards is a fan of Chill. And um, Chill's Flash Player is fucking up on her laptop. She can't even listen to the show live right now. Oh. I know. Like, I don't know what we're going to do. I'll tell you this much. If Chill calls whenever she calls, I'm picking that shit up. Yeah, I don't I know give a fuck. So. What's <laughs> going on? <laughs> What's go- mm. <laughs> I hang up on the nigga. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Next voice, Bill. Oh my God! It's six minutes long. All right, this voicemail is six minutes long. Ashley, the official scientist, I'm gonna be real with you. Uh, this shit better be good because if I get like two minutes in and this shit is just going nowhere, I'm hanging up. All right, three minutes is the limit, people. I shouldn't even play this shit. Y'all lucky. I love y'all. Yes, we do. It's better be good. But, okay. Hey guys. You know my voice. You know my voice. I feel like you should. I don't know if your voicemail names pop up. What people leave for voicemails, what to do with live calls. But anyway, for some reason, I happily expected that to be like you for real answering the phone because it rained so many fucking times. But excuse my language, I am sorry. This is Ashley. I am sorry, Mother Professor LTH. I am working on that. I am not a perfect person. Anyway, I had to call because I was listening to, I don't know, I guess last Saturday. I'm so behind. Like, I went on a trip. My friend got married and. I was mad driving for six hours because I didn't have, I don't have a smartphone because my dumb pill left at the bus stop last year. And I have this cheap P9 texting slider touchscreen phone that can't do crap. Smartphone, stupid people. And an iPod <laughs> that connects to Wi-Fi. 
good. And like when I was leaving my house, I was like, yes, it's going to take like five hours to get here to Natchez. And Black Ivy Tip could take me like halfway there so I could take me to Jackson. So I'm straight, right? Yes. Well, actually, I was like, no, because I'm going home. Anyway, I'm rambling like, Gabby, this is irrelevant. I have three minutes. I called because, and I might call and never mind. I called because I wanted to say that y'all were talking about stinky people. And it is really, 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 really hard to tell stinky people that they stink. I know, mm-hmm. because my name is Ashley. And every year of college, I had a roommate named Ashley. The last one was my own fault. She she was cool with my friend, and I was like, yeah, her roommate's a bitch. We don't want to run with her anymore, and she's mean. So I was like, I'll run with you. You can run with me and my two homegirls. We had a suite, so we used a fourth person. So I was like, sure, come on. So Ashley was kind of sneaky, and I don't know what it was, because she took showers. She was like a clean person. She must have had a condition. I was like, I found some, like, summer Eve type stuff. I was like, maybe she got a yeast infection. But yeast infections don't smell all the time Mm-mm. if you're treating it because you got mm-hmm. stuff to treat it. I wouldn't really know because I've never had a yeast infection. Her oh, humble brag. tight sometimes. But she was just so stinky. And it's like she was really nice. So I really never knew how to tell her. And my roommate's like, well, you need to tell her that she stank because <laughs> you're not. You live with her. We don't. I mean, we all live together, but y'all's beds are next to each other. And I always felt bad. I was like, oh, my God. I don't want people to think that it's, I'm the stinky Ashley. Mm. I'm not the stinky Ashley. She's the stinky Ashley. And, like, I was in my room. And it was just so embarrassing sometimes. But luckily, it were all, like, people that we knew. And they knew that she was the stinky Ashley. But it was just kind of like, I felt really bad, like, my entire sophomore year because, I was like, oh, my God, this girl is stinky, but I don't know how to tell her, and everybody's talking about her, and I talk about her, too, sometimes. I really try not to, but she's hilarious. And so, yeah, I told my mom about it. She was like, well, maybe you should, um, you know, get her a, a, a gift basket. And I went home for Christmas. She's like, maybe you should get her, you know, I should get her a gift basket. Of, like, yeah. smell good stuff and some deodorant. And, <laughs> some new drawers. And I'm like, that shit costs Oh, money. shit. Um, but oh my, it was just terrible. And then she was a drunk girl. She's always a drunk friend. So we all, I went to school in New Orleans. So we always was drinking anyway. But we would go like to Bourbon on occasion when there's nothing else to do because real people don't actually go to Bourbon Street because it's disgusting. Mm. We'd be walking, drinking a daiquiri or something. We walk before we got there, just walk in to walk and look at the people. And this chick would always get something crazy, like a hand, a hand grenade or like a fucking fishbowl. Now, this is literally those fishbowls you get from the fair, that you, but it it didn't have a fish in it. It was just liquor. And if you had a string, you could wear it around your neck, and it would, it would like, give you an idea, maybe like 10 feet in diameter, full up to the top of liquor. What was this? And she drank that whole thing. By herself. Because wasn't nobody going to drink up there because she was just thinking, Ashley, even though it was liquor, we was like, no, nah, dog. And then black folks, so, you know, our mama raised us not to drink out those folks. So anyway, and she got like maybe like a quarter way through and she started like acting real crazy. And I told her before we left, I was like, Ashley, if you come out here and get drunk, I'm going to leave you out here. And I did. Mm. I, I mean, we were in a group, so other people like helped her. But I was like, I'm not, I'm not fooling with this. 
you know, you get in your bed and you go to sleep and you shut up and you stink. And then that's how I told her. But she was drunk, so I don't think she remembered the next day. But needless to say, unfortunately, she had to go to another school the next year for financial issues. So uh, we need that. We need that tuition reform. But, yeah, she, I had a sneaky roommate. <laughs> Okay, that's enough. I can't. I fucking can't. I feel like I live with that bitch now. <laughs> she made me want to say tell her something. Yeah, like good grief. Now I'm roommates with stinking Ashley. Like I'm sorry. I'm sorry that happened to you. That's what's and see that's what stinking people do to you. They they have you calling up the podcast talking all crazy for six minutes about how stinking they was. That's how I felt about Lil oh, Penny. That's, that's serious. Like, I, we didn't have to move on. I could have talked for hours about Lil Penny and how the fuck did someone get that stegging <laughs> with no one telling them in the world. No one. No, All right. They did. They ignored the hell out of them. Next voicemail. <laughs> Hi, Rod and Karen. This is Camille. I just had two things to say. Okay. So I have a confession, right? Okay. So I'm not the straightest person in the world. Not even close. But... Since that whole Chick-fil-A thing happened, like, all I've been craving is Chick-fil-A. So, yeah. You shouldn't talk about it so much if you want people to, you know, just forget about Chick-fil-A. Don't go buy their delicious food. Don't mm-hmm. talk about it. Because everyone is going to crave it. Yep. I know. They don't That's the truth. They don't cheesecakes anymore, which I used to eat every day. Well, every night I used to have two of them in college. My freshman year that helped me gain these. <laughs> Anyways, the second thing was that I just wanted to say, fuck you, Rod. Fuck you. A little wet back baby comment <laughs> during the guest the race thing. I don't even remember what you said. I don't even think that was Thank me. You. That was and, oh, you. The Pomeranian, I had two Pomeranians. That broke my heart. The three things. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, number one. I was probably reading something from the chat room. Uh, number two, um, yeah, that's that 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 that's terrible. Okay, that's all I gotta say. Just that whole email was that whole voice was terrible. <laughs> all right, how does that feel? Hmm? How does it feel to be fucked like you fucked me? Exactly, it's wrong. <laughs> Need to apologize. Um, but nah, I don't even remember saying anything about wetback baby. Although that is funny. Yes, it is. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't be mad. And uh, yeah, every uh, the funniest thing about Chick Fil A that I saw this week was um, I was listening to Insanity Check podcast, and Chris uh, started the podcast, and you know that sound your straw makes when it's like sucking the last little bit of whatever's in the cup. Yeah, that- <laughs> He started with that sound, and I was, and as soon as I heard, it, I was like, "No, this nigga didn't." He was finishing off a Chick Fil A milkshake. <laughs> he started. I hope it sh- was banana pudding, dog. Banana pudding. And it's funny because literally a week before, I had a idea to to eat a Chick Fil A sandwich during the podcast, but I was like, "That's probably too far." <laughs> but Chris, you know, I'd have been down. It's not too far for Chris. It is not too far because ah, just. That dude ain't shit, man. I love that dude. No, he ain't. <laughs> All right, next voice now. Hey, Rod. Hey, Karen. This is Tabitha, a.k.a. Soul Glow. And I just want to leave you guys a quick voice note for hopping this stuff to work. Yo, that cheese eater shit is for real. Um, I'm training right now, so they wanted everybody to go around the room and introduce themselves. You know, like, regular what your name is, how long you've been here, whatnot. 
but the but the uh, question was, what's your favorite cheese? So me being the only nigga in this training class took everything within me not to start cracking up because everybody else's answers was like Gouda and Brie and Munster and Parmesan and somebody even said goat. So of course oh. my black ass was like government. <laughs> because I'm not the biggest of cheese fan, man. But um, either way, I just want to call and let you know that shit is for truth. But um, mm-hmm. let me get on the work, y'all. Y'all be easy. Peace. Peace. How's that a question in the, in the room setting? That stereotype has been a self-fulfilling prophecy since the day I made it up. It's true. Wow. White people love cheese. And if they would stop denying it, then it wouldn't be as big a deal. But they keep denying it. <laughs> That's the only reason black people keep going to Chick-fil-A. Like, we keep getting all the blame for not for gay marriage not passing. But if it wasn't chicken-based, we could pass the shit. If it was if it was fucking broccoli based, wouldn't nobody be worried? If it was broccoli fillet, the gay marriage gay marriage would have passed decades ago. Yes, she can't make us vote against chicken. Pick another food. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. Hello, Rod, Karen. How you guys doing? This is Stephen Richards out of South Carolina. Steve, um, I was listening to your Sunday show, and um, I was really interested to know. Where would you find that uh, crack fucker website? I need to. I think I really need to to get on that. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy that very much, and I just want to see how I'd go about finding it. And uh, <laughs> give me a link or something, or call out a link on the show. I'd really appreciate it. I'm pretty sure the black guy who tips Mason would also appreciate that link because. Uh, Everybody likes to see a little cheek, uh, cheek hot dog action or something like that. <laughs> Thank you guys for doing what you do. And you guys have a good day. Oh man, I didn't think Stephen Richards would be into the, uh, the, the big asses, you know, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know the exact, uh, I think I got it from like assoverload.net or something. I think mm-hmm. that's the blog. So go check it out there, man. But, you should be able to just put crack fuckers into the uh Googling. Google. Mm-hmm. Although I feel like half of that would be literally people fucking crackheads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to watch what you research on Google. You you get sometimes everything but what you really want. Yeah, I've I've seen crackhead porn before. Not very erotic. Not no, not, like, not very no, erotic no. at all. Fucking a the stick, no. That's yeah. not sexy. It's like I don't I wouldn't let those lips touch my dick at all. Mm-mm. She needs some lip gloss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yo, Ryan and Karen, what's going on? This is your man, Leonard. I'm just calling in for the first time. You know, I email a lot. And, you know, oh, Leonard Brothers. Back before I went to the timeline, uh, you know, interface or whatever. Just give you a quick call, you know what I mean, just to, just to say what's up. Tell you about a quick little uh, black guy tips moment that I had. Kind of nervous right now, but... I'm keeping my eye on the clock to make sure I don't go over that two or three minute timeline. Anyway, um, today's Wednesday. Uh, we had a party for my sister on Saturday. A lot of family came from out of town. My mom flew down from, you know, from up north and everything like that. And uh, there was a moment where they were playing some music or whatever. And they were playing that Lenny Williams joint, Because I Love You. <laughs> now, when I heard that, it made me think back to that uh, Sipping Saturday, Saturday yes. that you guys had on the feedback show. 
And I couldn't remember everything that you guys said, but I remember laughing my ass off that whole episode. And um, the truth. So when I heard the song at the party, it brought me back to that. And I just kind of, you know, got a little chuckle on the inside or whatever. And I was like, man, this might be the first opportunity for me to give Rod a count a call and, um, you know, just express a little something to him. So, um, you know, that was that was my little TVGWT moment that I had with my family and everything like that. Like I said, I'm, I'm nervous as hell because this is my first time ever calling a radio show, a podcast, anything like that. So my voice is being broadcast to the entire world because everybody listens to this show. Everybody loves it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank you, The sweetie. other thing that I wanted to say was that, you know, I really appreciate what you guys do. I know it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. And I just want to thank you, thank you, thank you very much for everything that y'all do. You know, you, you entertain us three times a week. And, you know, you're not selfish with your audience. You always share us with other people. So you put me on to a lot of podcasts um, and, a, and a lot of shows and stuff like that. So just wanted to give y'all props. Thank you for the show. Keep doing the great work that you do. I share my little moment. I'm out talking to, to the whole world. Shout out to uh, Nick Jew and Professor LCH. I told you I would do it. Anyway, I'm going. I think my three minutes is up, so I'm going to holler at y'all next time. All right, peace. Oh man, well thank Please. you thank you for calling Leonard. Yes, hey, thank you found you, you sounded fine, man. Nothing was you didn't sound nervous at all, man. Mm-hmm. And also, if anyone ever feels nervous about contacting us or emailing us Don't or leaving be. a voicemail, uh remember that literally we live in a two bedroom apartment and we just have Mike set up in the other bedroom. It's, There's nothing spectacular it, about us. Yeah, we got we to go to work just like y'all. We have no interns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have no uh there's mm-hmm. no uh mixer, there's no engineer, mm-hmm. there's just no us. Director. Mm. Um, Everything you see is all us. Literally all the success of the show is uh fucking insane to me. Honestly. <laughs> yes. And I also wanted to tell him for you move on. Mm-hmm. That that song, that's that's on the real. People fed realize black folks all across the country play that damn song and you better not tell them that that ain't the best song ever if they're in a certain range you might start a knife fight yeah don't never tell a woman that these songs is about simping they don't know what the fuck what? that means Mm-mm. especially if she over 50 you right. you might start a fight at the family reunion like oh you just simping ass Lenny. what he ain't sipping. He's singing to me. Yeah, he loves me. Yeah. Hey, what's good? Ron and Karen, what's going on, man? Black Eyed Tips Nation. It's your boy, A-Dub. Hadn't uh, checked in in a while. Um, you know, I'm a week behind. I'm actually listening to 334 um, right now. And uh, Karen says something that I say all the time. And I am so freaking glad social media did not exist when I was in college. Um, say that again. Facebook, MySpace, hell, camera phone. If any of that existed when I was in college, my life would probably be a little bit different than it is. Say that again. I did a lot of crazy, stupid stuff. Yes. Um, a lot of gay that sex. That really didn't need to be documented. So nope. if yeah. uh, camera phones existed and people were able to take me and $700. whatever else, probably would have caught a the Michael Phelps, boy. So Something mm. along those lines, probably. But anyway, um, part of the reason why I was calling to, I caught a ride. I caught you on Evening Jones the other day with both. And I got to agree with y'all, you know, straight up and down. The, uh, the NCAA had no right really step in the way they did. Mm. It's setting a bad precedent. And I know that's part of setting the precedent is, you know, you have to be willing to step out there and actually set that precedent. But that's not a precedent that I nor anybody else in this country should really want the NCAA doing. 
Um, you know, I it, we we all agree that it was a heinous crime, and Sandusky has seven circles of hell to deal with, or you know, seven cats in cell block four, whatever the case may be. But, <laughs> um, you know, we shouldn't have the NCAA out there doing this right now because they didn't break any NCAA rules. Now, they may have broke rules of society and just moral code and held the rules of being a man, maybe, but, you know, there was no cause for that. And I gotta, I gotta disagree though. Um, and I've actually had this conversation with both mm-hmm. before too. We, uh, you know, we're on the opposite sides of the coin as far as paying athletes. You know, I, it is a situation that, it's not exactly equitable. I fully admit that. But the problem you're going to run into, especially in our PC society, is if you start playing football players, okay, and it's legal, um, what about volleyball? What about softball? What you about know, them? Revenue sports Fuck them. That rely that's on the a- money that football brings in. That's what people don't um, want to say. That's right. Fuck them. That's exactly what I say. Crazy enough, because they lose money on those other guys, sports. Those teams don't have their hands out too, wondering where their checks are. And, and then you know, it, it just opens up a whole another barrel of wax, and I think just opens up alleys for further corruption than what already exists in something that was meant to be for nonprofit that now makes multi billion dollars a year. So, you know, I don't think there's ever going to be a way that they could do it and do it right. And still keep a quote unquote level playing field. But anyway, man, I'm probably right up against my three minutes. Um, just like I said, I wanted to check in with y'all. Y'all keep holding it down, keep it up, keep rocking the summer of LeBron. And uh, I'm out. All right. Peace. Appreciate it, A Dub. Thank you for the call. Yes. And and, and for me, uh, the problem I have, I'm like, Rod, fuck them. Because a lot of these other sports don't really bring money to the university. And that's something that people just don't want to admit. A lot of these other sports end up losing money for the university. And if it wasn't for the sports that bring in the money, a lot of these other sports wouldn't even have the money and the equipment and things to do the things that they want to do. And when you go, well, fuck the other sports, that's when people get into this fair and all that stuff. But the shit just ain't fair. It Life just ain't fair. And that's just something that people aren't able to grasp their minds uh, completely around. And the thing is that everybody's making money off your image but you. And that's what I have a problem with. Everybody is making a dollar off of you but you. Uh, yeah, it's quite simple for me on that front because um, there's two things about this. Number one, I don't agree with Bo. Like, Bo thinks it's not the NCAA's jurisdiction. And he's probably right. Like, I, don't, I want y'all to know that he knows way more about college football and how that shit works than I do. All right. That's for the record. Mm-hmm. What I was saying about is I don't give a fuck. Um, not because I'm angry, but because the NCAA does so much shit that is not in their purview yes. constantly that I don't give a fuck. Like, okay, so I'm not going to like if, if I'm drawing a line, this is not the line in the sand I'm drawing. Like, I drew my line a long place time, time ago, with them, and yeah. this is one of the first times they went over the line, and I was like, oh, yeah, good. Fuck Penn State. Fuck those child fuckers. Fuck those people that covered up the child fucking. Fuck them all. And people keep going, well, what about the people that had nothing to do with it? Yeah, that's the problem when the administration made the fucking, uh, uh, you know, the decision mm-hmm. to do it. That's Not right. to mention, people keep saying it has nothing to do with football. I don't see why it's in there, why the NCAA would be worried about it. It has everything to do with football because football is the reason why the rules and regulation was broken. Football is why it was hidden. Just people's love for the game beyond any rational, logical thing. If this shit would have happened around, uh, say, a uh, the volleyball program. 
this shit would have got reported. Of if this course. shit would have got, if this shit would have happened around, I would even say up to the basketball program, it would have, it, it would have got reported. Yes. It was done to protect football because football is above and beyond everything else for fans, for these institutions and all that shit, which brings me to my second point, which is, yeah, we're never going to agree on pay a- athletes, uh, because I don't have that disconnect. Um, but to be quite honest, the problem I have with it, uh, and I don't think Bo can say it. I don't think anyone that's on your TV can say it. But I'll just flat out say it. They're using niggers to finance the uh, education of white people and to to pay for shit that for white people. That's basically all this is. Right. You put your big ass black people on the field and you come watch them and they bring in $60 million of revenue per year. No fucking science department is bringing in $50 million. Your fucking English department is bringing in $50 million. But somehow you put these suits on these boys and you go out there and you put them out there under the guise of giving them an education and you never really intend to give them an education. Because, uh, you know, I, they could easily solve every single qualm I have with the NCAA and college football as an institution and the fans, uh, for being hypocrites. Chris by simply doing their fucking job and educating the kids if you want to educate them I will be fine but then on Saturdays that's going to lower the quality of football isn't it you know all of a sudden the guy on the football field doesn't run a fucking 4240 that's right because he has a 4.0 in the classroom and people have a problem with that you need to see the beast ass athletes whether that means you go get them from inner cities whether it means you go down to florida whether it means it affects kids from the moment they take of the fucking field that's it, right there are there are kids right now playing pop warner football, football that will never really have a chance in the classroom because the second they struggle adults will make sure that the path is cleared for them without them doing shit mm-hmm. now i'm not saying i want to see these people not succeed what i'm saying is you got to let these kids go if you really want to make college football what it's supposed to be. Yes. And the fact that open up the door for more corruption, I don't believe you. How, when is paying people open up the door for more corruption for some shit? Oh, we're going to actually give these people a fair wage. Oh, no, it's going to get corrupt. Like, it's already corrupt. To me, in my opinion, it's the most corrupt it can be is right now. now yeah, it, it can't get more corrupt than, uh, yeah, I sold my, 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 uh, my championship jersey because, you know, I need to eat and, you know, this, uh, this motherfucking school won't let me, I can't make a dollar off campus without somehow getting in trouble. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to kick you off the team. What? Like, the whole fucking point of the NCAA is to keep kids broke. So, for me, it's a, it's a win-win. It, Penn, oh, okay, so y'all not keeping kids broke this time? Y'all actually saying fuck Penn State? Cool. Fuck them. In no uncertain terms, fuck them, fuck everyone who defends them. Sorry if you went there, sorry if you go there now, but your school did some heinous shit. If uh, The NCAA needs to investigate the Catholic Church while they at it. And the, the last thing is, um... Yeah, pay the players because it can't get worse to me. Mm-mm. This is as worse as it can get. Is we go out there every? I can't. I don't know how you guys watch college football. Every time I see a kid tear an ACL, every time hurt. I see a motherfucker get a concussion, I'm like, that's a free concussion. You know it's so. That's all I think. Where's that guy's future? I had to stop watching college football, y'all. I stopped. Like I can't, and it's not that I wouldn't love to be. I would love to be able to just like fucking distance my mind from this shit and just be like hey man it's just college football it's no big deal uh this is what the kids want to do but part of me when i see the shit i just get disgusted man i'm just like 
and it's not so much it's not even just the fact that they're getting hurt but it's the fact that the people in the stands aren't really cheering for them they're cheering you know, against them like the fact that they're on your team right at this second is the, the only, only reason, reason the only but yes. the, if you saw the kid walking down the street you don't give a fuck about him if your kid said i'm hungry and i need some food you don't give a fuck about him he said my mom has cancer and i have to go to i need to go to make money early you would not give a fuck about him so i see the hypocrisy and i go Fuck this. I'm out. I'd rather watch Sundays when at least the dude's getting millions of dollars to get fucked up Say and have his brain again. injured for the rest of his life. So, yeah, that's how I feel about the shit. So, anyway. Yes, and, and before you go yeah, on, go um, my thing, too, was about um, when people go, quote, unquote, to education, the thing about the education, and this is something that I think a lot of people don't look at, their education is not free. They go, well, it's a free education. No, it's not. They're, they're, they're working hours and hours and hours. Like they, The university is getting their money back in labor, and that's something that people have a tendency to, to not realize. Roderick got a scholarship. He got a, a scholarship, which means he keeps his grade up, and he cool. He right. didn't, he don't have to get up at 530 in the morning, eat breakfast with the team, jog before eight, have your classes scheduled at a certain time. You know, then after that, you got to, um, uh, go, go, go run, run it three miles and everything and, and have a curfew at 10 and have all these rules. He didn't have that. So he actually is the one with the scholarship when he was in school. Well, not just that, but my scholarship money came from off the backs of the niggers. Yeah. The ones that, that, and that people, that don't people judge. That. That's right. The people that, you know, the only reason you like them is because they're on your football team. But if you saw the kid walking down the street, you wouldn't give him a fucking second glance. You'd cross the street and you go, that kid was going to rob me. So no, I like this. It's fucking hypocrisy to sit up here and try to pretend that under the guise of education or that this shit isn't already as corrupt as it fucking gets. Like, I, I don't know. It makes me mad. And I'm sorry to get on that tangent, really, because I know that's not your point, but god damn it, man. Yeah. I don't see how y'all can't see it like is football that fucking good on saturday that you just cognitively can distance distance yourself from what the fuck is happening like you can just be like oh yeah well you know that sounds like makes sense to me like none of this shit makes sense no one gives a fuck about these kids and the the, the i and then the second one of them tries to come up in any kind of way is a rule made about it and then that kid is ostracized and demonized and i can't take yep. it yep I can't take it. I can't watch black men get fucking demonized on a daily basis every week in fucking college football. I can't watch Cam Newton become the fucking scourge of the NCAA because he's, uh, you know, allegedly stole a laptop or some shit like that. Like, I, I, it just doesn't work for me. Sorry. Hey, how y'all doing, Rod and Karen? Uh, this is Travis. I uh, love the show. Been listening to about six months. My homeboy told me about it at work, so since then I've been hooked to it. Uh, I listened to the show last week. Uh, Kim was talking about, uh, about uh, she she just got into the lip gloss thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Where I work at, so I think some women do look good with makeup on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think so too. Me too. Most, most I think most people don't even need makeup. Our sisters and that. You know, the makeup got a lot of chemicals on it. It messes up your face later on in life. Um, my wife, she doesn't wear makeup. That's, I'm happy about that. But uh, with the lip gloss thing, man, it's, I remember I was at work one day, and uh, every time I come to work, me and my homeboy, we walk in, this, this girl, she always stay in the car, put on makeup and lip gloss on. What the hell she's going on? But... And as soon as she go to work, you see a lip gloss, and all thing you see is her lips. 
Thank you, sweetie. All right. Well, Travis, for the record, uh, I, I have no problem with Karen wearing lip gloss. And whenever a guy staring at a woman 99% of the time, he's thinking about her sucking his dick anyway. So <laughs> I'm not really... It's not like, oh, watch out, ladies. People going to think you might suck their dick. Like, well, that's probably what they walked out the house thinking they won't be. Anyway. <laughs> My God. Sometimes women want you to think they might suck your dick. They're not going to, but they might want you to think that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have no issue with that. Um, all right. Let's check the next voicemail. Well, I can't just bust the ass. The ass. The nine slander is researching all kind of high. It is, y'all. Yo. <laughs> I don't know what to say. No, but I, I am a non-stand. But I can realize that, you know, this 50 to me to do playing from time to time sounds stupid. And, yeah, the track takeover definitely jams way harder than cheap. But, hell, this shit happened so, so long ago. Uh, I was listening to y'all, both of you riding Karen on uh, Where's My 40 Acres. And I'm glad that you and uh old dude, what's his name? Phenom Black, Brandon, whatever. Yeah. Simba, one of them six four five niggas. Uh, <laughs> y'all was arguing hard about fucking DMX and was hip hop the same. Right. Back then it is now. I mean, I don't agree with you. I do think it's different. That's, that's your opinion. That's your right. Opinion. But I'm glad it's not to argue that hard and still be cool. Because that's the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, why should there be beef, beef is so childish? Niggas resort to this podcast beef shit. I hope this shit is resolved between the head of here and where my four acres. Maybe it won't be, but I think it's childish. Right. But I'm glad that y'all can sit there and argue that hard. Just move on to the next thing. There's no hard feelings. That's exactly the way it's supposed to be. Agreed, Daz. That's my two cents. Oh, by the way, yes. um, while I was bouncing tonight at the bar I work at, I was kicking some dude out, and he started getting all gangsta on me. Man, I whoop your hair. I'm coming from the hood. You don't do some real hood nigga shit like that. The weird thing that he did, though, was afterwards he walked away. He was talking shit, backing up. Once he outside the gate, legally I can't put my hands on him. He has to hit me first, and then I can beat the shit out of him. But I can push you out of my face and push you out the door and watch you out the door. Whatever. But then he took his flip flops off and took his socks off. He had two pairs of socks on each feet, one white, one black. Did anybody who listen to this show, is that some new hood shit? Did he put a hit out on me, taking his socks off? <laughs> she grabbed his crotch and went, Yeah, nigga, what now? Uh, <laughs> that's some new shit. <laughs> we all laughed, but inside, I was kind of scared. This nigga took his socks off. Daddy had on flip flops, dog. Don't make me go to the socks, nigga. But, uh, holla at y'all. <laughs> Don't make me. 
Don't make me hit you with my flip flops, dog. Don't make me take these socks. These socks come off, nigga. Nigga, if these socks come off. And my toes start wiggling, nigga. It's your ass. I wore the black and whites just for some shit like this tonight. <laughs> um, okay. There's several things that happen on that. Um, number one, yeah, I think, um, I don't think that beef, quote unquote, is squashed, I guess. I think Dark Hater decided to stop talking about them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they never really were, like, they, they, I don't even know if they listened to that show. So I don't know if, I think only some fans were bringing it back and forth. And it's, it's sad as a fan of both shows whenever people have beef. Uh, yeah, cause you, you know, as a fan, you listen to everybody. And then, right. It's this thing where you shouldn't, as a fan, you shouldn't have to choose. You should be able to listen to everybody when you want to and just enjoy the, sh- the shows as they are shows. Yeah. That's one of my uh, main issues that I had with the Rashani shit and why I wanted it to be over like i wanted to not be a problem man i reached out to do and everything because it matters to me mm-hmm. um that our fans listen to all kinds of shows yes, and shit it does. and it's not really cool to see me dissing your favorite podcast and vice versa that's right or just you know and then some fans are gonna run with it and take it extra and try to be funny and all this shit and it's just like you know is it funny to threaten a dude or is it funny to you know like they might take that serious i don't know you know and vice versa if someone was threatening me i'd probably be like what the fuck you know motherfuckers threatening my life over some podcast shit like so um I i definitely understand that um two um I talk to Brandon all the time on uh, G Chat yeah. and all this shit on Xbox. So, me to me, I guess it's funny afterwards. It's like people really would be like, "Oh my god, she got so heated, man!" And and, and y'all both were right. Y'all both were right. And and it's it's like y'all talk like that all the time. And it's and it's like I, everyone just wants us to be cool. And it's like, but we are. You don't yes. have to. You can actually pick us. You can tell me I'm wrong. Dad just said he thinks I was wrong. Um, and and I have no problem with that. Um, that being said, um, I think the point of what I was saying got lost. I, my point isn't if, uh, like, isn't that, uh, aesthetically music is always better, blah, blah, blah. What my point is this. If you ask somebody from the disco era, was their, was their music the better, the best when they were, uh, in their prime during disco era, they will tell you yes. Yes. You ask somebody from the Motown era, that shit's better than disco. They gonna say you yes. You ask somebody from the fucking Lindy Hop era, that shit's better than that, sh- than Motown. Like, everyone's shit is their shit. Mm-hmm. And, and it's okay. And then the second part of that was this. You can't use the radio to really to determine the value the value of music at the time because True. the radio is so biased and it's got mm-hmm. payola and it's so like uh like it's 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 it's, it's such a um commercial tool that you really can't fucking listen to that and go this is what music was like at this time. Like, if I turn on the radio right now, I would just go, yeah, okay, apparently everybody listens to techno music with R&B singing over it. <laughs> yes. But um, but if I go in your in your actual tape, and we're talking about hip-hop, if I actually go into your into your collection on your uh, mm-hmm. computer, I guarantee you that it's not a bunch of, like, flow rider. I guarantee mm-hmm. you. So I was saying that, that music has always, like, radio has always been a bad measurement of how the music actually is like mm-hmm. uh you know when no limit was debuting at the top of the billboards for silk the shocker yeah i wasn't listening to silk the shocker and i wasn't Me thinking either. he was a good rapper mm-hmm. so you know but my, but then also maybe my my taste have always been off the beaten path and um the very last thing was that i feel like as a hip-hop fan 
it does us all a disservice when we start talking about how much better the radio was back then Mm -hmm. because it's bullshit because i remember working hard to get my music is all i'm saying like I actually remember scrounging record stores and looking for tapes and you know you hear something about something in the source or something like that and you go oh, okay uh well I got to check out this Souls of Mischief I read this article on them and it wasn't like Souls of Mischief was on my radio I worked for that so when you just go well back in the day you could just hear this shit all the time on the radio and on TV mm. it's like nah that's not true I remember that day that you know I I had a common tape and um I used to play it with my headphones on the way to us carpooling to work every day, and they used to listen to Biggie. And one day they said, oh, man, let's listen to Rod shit one time, man, because he don't ever talk to us. He just listens to his headphones. Hey, Rod, can we see your tape? They put in common. They were like, what, what's your favorite song? I said, can you put it on Resurrection? They play Resurrection for about 30 seconds. It's like, fuck this shit, nigga. Get this bulls, whack-ass shit out of my fucking tape player. Mm-hmm. And that's my point. That is my point, is that motherfuckers have always kind of been like, like, I've always kind of been on the outside looking in musically, so I feel like it does a disservice when people just start being like, yeah, music back in the day was so good, you were just tripping over good music. It's like, not really. Not really, you know? And and the same thing for these kids. If I was a kid today, my favorite artists would, shit, right now, my favorite artists are Kendrick Lamar, Childish Gambino, people I'm not going to hear on the radio. Nope. You know, or at least not often. Child, I've seen, I've heard Kendrick Lamar on the radio, but I don't hear him like I would hear like fucking I don't know Ti. Yeah, you, you he's not gonna be on the constant rotation. Right. They're gonna edit it. You're not gonna get the whole version. Yeah. So that kind of shit is what I was talking about. I, I mean, and then you know, obviously some shit we just never gonna agree on. I, I think DMX is a terrible rapper and always has been. So. Oh yeah, and, and and the thing about me when I go on um, with my Ford Acres, I don't really have a problem with them, and I know that they don't like Nas, but I don't like Nas for another reason. Nigga pay child support. That's the only issue I well, have. Well, he with does Nas. pay child support, Karen. He does. It was that was a uh, that was a hoax that SOHH did that day. Uh, it was April Fools, and they were trying to be funny, so they said he left and went to Africa instead of paying child support. So that was a that's a hoax. I just want to get that clear. I thought everybody understood, but no, I didn't. Yeah, so, <laughs> no, so you can stop slandering that man. Okay. All right, I will. Since you pay child support, I guess your CD is right. Life is all good. I think I don't, whatever the name is called. <laughs> Life is good, Karen. Life is good. Uh, next, <laughs> next voicemail. <laughs> Hey y'all, forgive me. Forgive me. This is Daz. Uh, I was listening to uh, the latest uh, Black Diamond Tip podcast. I just released was Thursday. Uh, I was live for it, but I ain't hit the beginning of it. I didn't know y'all did the Dark Knight Rises uh, review already. So I was like, turn this shit off. Turn that shit on. I'm gonna. I laughed my ass off. That nigga Eli James sounded like he was huffing on that. Joker gas from nineteen eighty nine movie. <laughs> it kinda of sounded like Prince. It was strange. But this is what I wanted to say. And um I hopefully I don't spoil anything. One negative I'm gonna get out of the way and the smaller one I really have is the John Blake reveal. That shit is a little fan servicey whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Miranda Tate reveal, but not so much. I kinda of saw it coming too. But I didn't. The rest of this shit is crazy. Tom Hardy fucking killed this shit. I mean, I already knew he was beastly. Inception, cool, I ain't really good, strong feeling for him. But when he was in Warriors, I already knew that nigga from just the way he moved around in that movie. In Warriors, the MMA uh, movie was like, this nigga is scary as fuck. 
But okay, him and this. Do you feel in charge? This nigga right here got the coldest fucking line. No, do you accept this man's resignation? Do you accept? You gotta hurt your throat to get the right fucking inflection and shit. It's not like a mix of Sean Connery and Darth Vader's mask. <laughs> and he also kind of, isn't it kind of like Club Lane? Cause yeah. you know, remember back in Rocky? Uh, Rocky uh, III. Even his wife was in there telling him, you can't beat him, Rocky, he's too big. Michael Payne was fucking, uh, what's her name? Rocky's wife. Anyway, okay, Anne Hathaway, I didn't, I always thought she was beautiful, but I didn't know she was sexy, and she would have to be sexy to become one. Um, I hope they have at least three years between now and the reboot of The Dark Knight, and if they go ahead and do that, uh, Justice League movie, which is probably gonna suck anyway. Um, I, I swear Bane probably had more things to do his mask instead of the venom that's inside the comics, because he only started to start crying as soon as that, that man, I'm gonna leave it right there. Um, Christian Bale isn't the Batman we wanted, but he is the Batman we de- we deserve. Mm-hmm. They never mentioned the Joker, but I'm going to chop it up to the fact that uh, he was at Arkham Asylum and not Blackgate Prison. I'm just going to leave that right there. Yep. All right. Sorry I had to call. I love the fucking uh, spoiled movie reviews. I, I listen to Spill.com for movie reviews, but I- this is this is my shit. Anyway, holla at y'all. Peace. Well, thank you, Daz. Thank and I you, hope, sweetie. I hope more of you guys listen to Spoiled Movie Reviews. It's really fun. We Just have a good time over there. Make sure you checked out the movie first, or you don't plan on taking out the movie, yeah, or you don't care about spoilers. we don't be bullshitting about the spoil. Like, if you ain't watched it, and you want to watch it, don't listen to it afterwards. Yeah, but I still think, uh, honestly, of all the movie review podcasts I've ever heard, I think we clearly have the best one. Um, me too. No joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely one that I think most actual real people can relate to that aren't trying to be like uh, straight up try to pretend to be movie critics. No, because I'm not. And they don't pay me. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, definitely check uh, check out Spore Reviews. Um, and I could talk about The Dark Knight literally for two, three hours. Yes, sir. So I'm not going to. You know, I'm just not going to go there. But, um, yeah, uh, everything pretty much worked for me. So I don't really... You know, I, I we talked about it on Spore Review, so go check that out. Please do. Last voicemail. Yo, what's up, fam? This is man, Mr. Stan, and I'm calling in with this voicemail. I'm going to try to make it real quick. I wanted to call in live, but they got my ass working on the Saturday, and I ain't did this shit in, like, forever. <laughs> yeah, but um, I want to uh, real quickly talk about a couple of the, uh, the past episodes you guys did. Uh, one of them was, uh, I think it was, uh, homeless people are assholes. Yes. That shit couldn't, like, not be the most... I want to say it's, like, the most profound shit I've heard in my life. Only <laughs> <laughs> because, like, a couple weeks ago, um, I was on my way to work one morning, and I usually stop at the gas station to go and, like, maybe get, like, a, a coffee or, like, an energy drink or some shit. And this dude walks up behind me, and he's like, yo, man, you know, you know, you got any change or whatever. And I was like, nah, man, I'm, I don't got nothing. I don't have anything. So he's standing there and he's watching me, and I'm going to pay for my shit. And when I pulled my wallet out, I paid for everything in my card. And when he saw me pull out my debit card, this motherfucker was like, ain't this about a bitch? <laughs> and, and, and I'm thinking to myself, like, yeah, motherfucker, it's about a bitch. I don't carry cash on me more often than not. So, 
you know, anytime one of those guys like run up on me asking me for spare change or something like that, I really don't have it because I don't carry cash on me much at all. Right. But I just thought it was funny as hell that this dude thought he was entitled to whatever it was that I had and, and thought he was, you know, going to get something from me. <laughs> so that shit was kind of funny as hell to me. And then uh, the other episode that I listened to um, where you guys were talking about cursing at work and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um I know for, you know, what I do, I think a lot of that has to do with the type of work that you do and the type of work environment that you're around. Now, in the office setting, I don't think it's, you know, pretty appropriate to curse much at all. But in the type of work that I do, where, like, you out, like, there's a bunch of dudes, it's like a construction-type setting, you're outside all day, it's like really you are, like, kind of confined to one another, you'd be, man, it'd be some of the most ratchetest shit ever being spoken between the guys out here on the job site. Like, i never forget when I first started this shit and I was trying to get qualified, you know, you're trying to make it and everything else. And I remember my, um, the foreman on my job said something to one of the guys and I knew it was like, it was like, it was just crazy as hell. It just came out to him like, motherfucker, I'll stick my dick so far up your ass, you'd be smelling my balls for like the next six weeks. Oh, Mm. And I'm like, God damn, like, did he really just say that to that motherfucker? But at the same time, just in the culture of the job, you have to, um, you know, yeah, it was just one of those things to where, like, you have to figure out whether or not that's something that you can handle. And for me, it was like, okay, they saying this type of shit to you, but they want to see if you're going to either bitch up about it or whether or not you're going to come back at them. And I started coming back at them, and that's when they started loosening up with a lot of the shit that they would say to me or say to the other guys on the job, you know, because we were all new to it. But uh, there was another guy on the job who, you know, he couldn't handle the shit. He quit within like a week. He was mad, talking about he was a grown-ass man. They shouldn't be talking to him that way, <laughs> this, that, and the other. But, you know, it's, it's all in, like, I think the environment of the job and, you know, the type of work that you do. But I'm going to keep this short. I'm going to keep it quick. I know y'all got the three-minute rule. So uh, uh, hopefully when I get home, I'll be able to listen to you guys or whatever. I, I'm mad as hell. Like I said, I'm at work. I want to listen to you guys live. But, you know, I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Peace. Thank you very much, man. We appreciate the call, Mr. Span. Uh, check out his podcast, The Span Report. And, yeah, homeless people are assholes. Yeah, and I think your working environment does make a difference. Yeah, it definitely. I mean, when I was a server, I mean, motherfuckers was cursing all the time. So yes, they was. I could definitely understand how that would make it. Um all right, man. We, uh, we're done with that. Uh, you want to do the iTunes reviews? Yes. All right. Uh, we, I think we had, uh, one new iTunes review since the last time we checked Canada. So I'm pretty sure we already talked about, um, I think we already talked about Domitian. I think they submitted one June 20th. I think we've checked since then. So, um, great podcast, five stars by Dave from the T dot. Mm hmm. Rod and Karen are two peas in a pod. I can't stop listening to them. And their banter is always interesting. They always have a great guest, have great guests, and they always keep me laughing at work. Keep it up. We will keep it up. Thank and, uh, you, sweetie. We got a couple from the USA. 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 Sorry, Canada. Got that Olympic love going, don't you? Uh, that's right. The ceremony started. We got two. Uh, they don't stop by Kojak Delta. Probably the P. Diddy of podcasting, LOL. Keep it up. Karen looked better than everybody in Danity Kane. <laughs> Assault and Battery left a five-star review, said straight up dope, five stars. Recently was introduced to this podcast from the Dark Haters podcast, and I have not regretted listening to it. Also, I was wondering if you guys take requests for intro and outro songs. Uh, No, we don't. 
anyways the show is just amazing and hilarious i don't think i'll ever stop listening to it smiley face so thank you assault and battery thank you and sorry about us not taking requests for no uh you know songs but this ain't no jukebox nigga (laughs) you want to make a list of songs go to spotify uh, all right, so uh, let's go to the website. Of course, the phone lines are open, 704-557-0186. Yes, they are. 704-557-0186. Let's talk about the uh, comments on the page. Uh, you go to theblackoutist.com. Each episode, you can leave a comment. You can vote in the polls. You can leave comments when you vote. So a bunch of ways to uh, be heard on the, on the, say, on the uh, webpage, theblackoutist.com. Um, <clears throat> we had a poll for episode 335, our feedback show, Bubble Wrap on Life. We ended up talking for a lot of, about a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the comments, uh, there were none. But on the poll, there were comments. Was Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy the best trilogy of all time? Yes, 39%, which I think is pretty high. And I feel justified because I believe it's the best trilogy, or at least my favorite of all time. Um, too many movies are so inconsistent between one and three. I would, I could hear an argument for maybe Lord of the Rings. True. But that's about it because too many trilogies are too up and down for me. Yes. It's like one and two is hot, or one and three is hot, or two and three is hot. You know, it's, it's, it's not like consistent. Uh, top quality from the first to the third and then a lot of people holler out trilogies but you got 15 pieces nigga that ain't no trilogy trilogy is one two three yep uh no 26 percent and haven't seen it 35 percent of people haven't even seen it the whole trilogy so you know but i, I thought I, I thought the odds were pretty much in my favor let's check out the people who voted and what they had to say cool professor lch says i saw it the night after the massacre in aurora i'll admit sitting close to the screen and attending with my niece in a blue collar cheese eating suburban theater my brother is so extra sometimes he picked it because the gigantic recliners instead of a stadium or other seating and it's two minutes from his home it made me more irl intense i guess in real life mm-hmm. tense um than i've ever been in a movie he joked that my niece and i were his vest a la nino brown in new jack city so i guess if someone came in shooting he was gonna stand sit behind them i was glad my niece reclined all the way back it made her less of a target in my mind i was also pretty it was also pretty rough viewing the scenes of random violence on hapless victims in the movie knowing similar such real random violence has slain a dozen and injured multiple more multiples more way too meta sheesh only after did i really feel like i enjoyed the movie and may see it again given it that i wasn't emotionally available for it i think about the second movie and how hyped i was throughout that said shout out to the twist so it did have a good twist at the end mm-hmm. anthony animal thug tatum oh we went back to animal thug yeah, back on the animal thug karen uh i would consider myself a big fan of the film i can honestly I can honestly say I've never been more excited about a set of films in my life. Every film continued to get better as, as the trilogy went on. Chris Nolan is a great filmmaker. Memento is in top 10 films of all time. Just I just look forward to buying the Blu-ray and watching the bat get broken over and over again. I don't, I don't remember seeing Memento. I think I got to go watch that. Okay. A-Rod the Hyena. Batman Begins is a very good movie. The Dark Knight breaks down into the scenes without the Joker, which are good, and the scenes with the Joker, which are spectacular. This movie was better enough, better even though it still had flaws. I might have to call on this shit from A-Rod the Hyena. 
then later on he wrote another one a longer one he says all right fuck what i wrote earlier <laughs> i didn't read the question correctly yes i walked out of batman begins and said that was probably as good or better than 75 percent of the batman movies i walked out of dark knight and i said that's the best movie i've ever seen that then then the nolans top that shit with inception uh, i watched out of dark knight i walked out of dark knight rises and said god damn that shit was as good as dark knight the story is so great because they don't have to make the hero perfect falling off roofs in batman begins thinking he can uh base the preach wait base the peace of the city on harvey dent's legend in dark knight uh getting uh, the living shit beat out of him by Bane. They make the villains believable and not cartoonish. Each movie felt like this is what would have went on in the in this world if. I just think Nolan put out a great three-part story that will stand up so that if you watch it 20 years from now, you will still understand that Batman Begins is how you should do an origin story. Heath Ledger's performance in DK is spectacular. And that Dark Knight Rises is how you bring a story home. Just to play devil's advocate. Ah, God damn it. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> I shouldn't even read the rest of this. Just to play devil's advocate, Godfather, Lord of the Rings, and Star Wars are all fucking great and have many of the same things that this Batman trilogy have. But Godfather 3 is hard to follow and doesn't have the same feel as the other two. Lord of the Rings wasted 45 minutes of my life trying to end the story and seemed to fall apart at the end. Star Wars story is great, but the dialogue is fucking atrocious. And at its lowest point, Luke getting his hand cut off, you didn't feel for him as much as when Bane broke Batman's back over his knee. And you didn't get the feeling of the hero coming back from that like Bruce climbed out of that prison. Luke just popped up in the next movie with a cyborg fist. Uh, I grew up, I grew up a Marvel fan. I didn't, re- that, how was that even Devil's Advocate? Anyway, I grew up. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's not even Devil's Advocate. Yeah, no. that's just saying what you think about the, the fi- y'all niggas gotta learn the definition of Devil's Advocate, first of all. Yeah. You- then you can use that term. Learn the definition, then use it. I grew up a Marvel fan and I didn't read shit that was DC and I still have to say this Batman shit blows away any comic book trilogy and is the basis for the reality based comic book movies that everyone is trying to do now. Enjoy these movies and I hope this comment comes out coherent. It was pretty coherent. Um, here's the thing too. Nolan took over this franchise at a time. This is not from the email. This is me. Uh, he took over this franchise at a time where people were down on comic book movies in general. Mm-hmm. And he took it in a direction nobody else had, and he had a vision that it took him eight years or more to like come to fruition. He dedicated a decade of his life, mm-hmm. and it all makes sense to me. It all fits in that universe, and that's all I need. Uh, I think uh, as time went along, people started at want demanding things that they pretty much, uh, in my opinion, based off of the movies, have no right to demand. It's like I want Batman to be a detective. I want him to do this. I want it's like, well, none of this you have no reason watching the previous two movies, which you say you liked, to believe that that's yeah, what you need to see. There was nothing in here to show that he was a detective. There was nothing in here to show he was like the scientist type of guy. Right. There was nothing in here. That was Lucius was for. Right. So uh yeah. And I can talk about it more, but honestly, uh it would the show would be too long. Yes, it would. I, I feel that passionate about this movie. Um the uh next podcast we did was 336 boycott grandma mm-hmm. uh and uh we had some comments on the show we had a poll and, and everything so let's uh check out the comments first um c mo writes in before i knew what politics were i knew my family 
while there are a couple of members that i would gladly trade for tyree steve harvey or the world greatest the world's greatest male child babysitter bishop eddie jerry sandusky long damn combined name did we i never had either party help me out when i was going through shit love the show um so i guess he's saying democrats and republicans never personally helped him out when he was going through shit but his family did okay okay um, I, I hear you i'm not that's not my point but mm-hmm. that's fine mm-hmm. still still need to boycott your grandmama um miss Crystal says oh my goodness rodrin <laughs> that last guest the race got me good what threw me off was how they kept going on and on about how pretty and smart and successful and awesome the wife was that i just saw some blonde-headed jennifer anderson looking chick Looking all beautiful in the face with three drops of blood on her forehead. And as the camera pans out, you see her lying on the bed in a pool of blood with her left arm askew dangling out the bed. The rest of the body body bloody and flopped on the air. All white. 1,200 thread count sheets, Raggedy Ann style. That's That's what that I was shot. Yeah, that's actually pretty descriptive. Mm -hmm. The broken tip of the sword poking through her chest as more and more blood continues to spread all over the sheets. Dang. I bet they still cast, they'll still cast Jennifer Aniston anyway for that Lifetime movie. Oh yeah. Maybe HBO or BET Australia or whoever put up, put out the Black Panther, the Black Panther cartoon will cast Anaya Lathan. I can see her writing that letter and giving dude good bougie sass. On a brighter note, I heart Scar and Sherry. Scar holds Sherry down and supports her, and Sherry is super sweet and fun and likes vodka, singing in Rod's Ray J voice. Casual conversations, yeah. Yeah. Uh, While all my favorite podcast, while all my favorite podcast folks married couples, it's y'all, Chonilla, Scar, and Sherry. Uh, It can it can be kind of depressing looking for that broken blade in that lady's body. Anyway, hugs and kisses, Miss Crystal. P.S. How come you guys didn't ask the makeup question to the fellas? I bet y'all don't care about that stuff. Now grooming the lady parts and keeping the toes and feet fresh during sundress season is a whole nother thing. Am I right, fellas? Up top. Yeah, dudes do care about that kind of shit to some of them anyway. But there's a lot of dudes that tell you they don't care about people's toes and shit like that. So I don't know. Uh, I think the makeup shit, maybe we'll talk about it on a, another show where we really can get into it. But the makeup shit to me is just so much about demeaning women. Like it can be a vi- like if it's like I, like I said, I, I want to make it in no uncertain terms that if you want to wear that shit, you want to put it on your face, you want to yeah, just know that if personally for any woman in my life, you don't have to do that for me. If you want to do it for yourself and that's what you're into, I'm not judging you. That's fine. But just know that you don't ever need to do it so that I think you're beautiful. You are beautiful. Yes, you are. So that's my only point. Like, I think, you know, a lot of men will try to bring that discussion up to control women or to try Mm -hmm. to shame women and be like, you wearing makeup, you fucking whore, you slut. And it's like, wow, really? And and it's not it's not that serious. And the thing about makeup, I know people talk about makeup. I think a lot of times people, a lot of times women and men too hear what they want to hear right. when you go on these these conversations. Um, we're not saying don't wear makeup. We're not saying you know makeup is is just evil. Makeup is beautiful. Makeup can be beautiful. Um, it's just the fact that if you're comfortable in your own skin and you want to wear makeup, fine. But a lot of women wear makeup to cover flaws and all this other stuff or or some internal issues that they have, and that's something that people don't want to address. Right. And then when you see like like people that are going to getting like their nose done for the 75th time mm-hmm. 
and now Janet Jackson's nose looks like a triangle. It's like so that again. It's like so. At what point do we draw the line and go? We got to stop making women feel bad for just being women. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's fine. that's not my only point. I if you want to wear it, fine. I'm not yeah. judging you. I'm mm-hmm. not like because there's some people you wear like the person is like, well, people gonna think you might suck their dick. Good, maybe you'll get better service at the checkout. I don't know. I know it's so. And, but, <laughs> and, 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 and with or without weight makeup, it don't make you more or less than a woman. Right. That's kind of my thing, man. So we'll talk about it more maybe tomorrow. Uh, that nigga Scarfinger from Mike Index, he says, that nigga Scarfinger is the truth. The <laughs> truth. All kinds of scar love I see. Sherry sounds delicious. <laughs> Karen is adorable. And oh, Rod, dot, 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 question mark, which I guess, uh, he yeah. all right. That's what he says. He all right. <laughs> oh, fuck you too, Mike Index. <laughs> what if I don't read the rest of your comment? Would I be all right then, huh? <laughs> niggas always got jokes what if i have a what if i get sensitive one day and stop doing taking y'all jokes mm-hmm. anyway this is never happen this is some funny ass shit y'all should have them on more often much love to black love i'm gonna check out scarcasm and the dream team now peace and blessings good yeah we love having scar and sherry on they're one of our favorite couples and i enjoy being on with them and we, we me and roger got to get back together on their casual conversation soon yeah, and I'm single-handedly holding their marriage together, so thank me. <laughs> thank me. I told them they can only be on the show together. That's why I try to space out their appearances so that they go long periods of time getting together and staying together, okay? If I start having them on every week, they won't appreciate it anymore, and then they'll just break up. So you let me handle that. <laughs> they'll be back when I say they can be back. When I start hearing a little trouble in the relationship, we'll have them back on and make sure everything's fine. <laughs> and the poll for the show was would, would you boycott your family for political reasons and i thought that the, i thought this was interesting uh yes 37 percent no 63 percent so 63 percent of people you know will not boycott their family pretty much for any reason politically so and then, no matter and what stance they have that's right and and that's because at the end of the day they're real people. You got to look them in their face. You don't want to see the disappointment. You don't want to deal with the judgment. You don't want to deal. Some people take it serious. They want to ostracize you and, and just say you can't be a part of the family. And, and everybody goes their whole life a lot of times by wanting their mama to love them, their daddy to love them, just to be accepted. And all of a sudden, you got to go against the rails when you be like, you know, I don't agree with what you're saying. All of a sudden, you got to deal with all these emotional issues and baggage. I'm for real and stuff that needs to be addressed and, and, and things needed to be talked out that people really don't want to take the time to do is quicker to see you a few times after you kiss you on the cheek and go on and let just let you be crazy yeah like i said it's easier to ride by chick-fil-a than to not go down your grandmama's house and true that's true even if chick-fil-a like people they give two million dollars two million dollars is literally a drop in the bucket for them not to mention that some of the organizations they give money to that's not even all they do Mm-mm. so it's it's just one of those like um let your political dollars speak do your thing if if you shut them down you make them sweat whatever good for you but i really think you're thinking short term and you're not going to change the country this way Mm-mm. that's my point i think, yep, you, I think to- you, you gotta put something in the game you gotta put something on the line and i hear way too many people talking about their aunts and uncles who are racist homophobic mm-hmm. whatever and they just dismiss it with that's my family 
And I always go. But yet they won't put that up with somebody outside their family. They'll they'll call them out or, or put them to task and always have something to say about it. Right. I always feel bad about that because it's like I think it going to bojangles isn't going to prove the point that you really mm. want to prove and we ha- it, if you're on this side the point you really have to prove is to other people and to get them to vote like like i said i i called my wife the day i voted in the republican primary for same-sex marriage mm-hmm. and was like then she's like i'm busy i got i'm doing this i gotta go and it's like you had a lot to do right it's oh, like Lord. yeah that shit don't matter you gotta go do this and, and I did it just once, for y'all. Once you start dividing it into, well, if you're eating Chick-fil-A, then you're the scum of the earth type shit, um, then you're kind of actually making it easier to lose support than to gain support. I think, uh, and I, and I, and I think if you really believe in something wholeheartedly, the change has to start with you addressing your family and the people in your life and being like, where, where do you stand on this and how do we get you over here? You know what I mean? Like, and, 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 you know, this isn't cool. I completely disagree with you. I'm going to try this hard tactic that I use on Chick-fil-A with you. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think it will work more yeah. on your grandmama than it's ever going to work on Chick-fil-A. And my thing is that in order to change the masses, you have to target individuals. And that's something that people don't want to do. You talk enough individual, eventually the change will roll into the masses. Right. But it's like you're trying to attack the masses to get to the individual. And that's a backwards method, and it never works. Right. And not to mention, Chick-fil-A is just a – like – it's just a bad boycott target, kind of, because mm-hmm. it would, like, um, just because of the optics, not because they're not mm-hmm. wrong, not because yep. they're not wrong, That's but, right. but because of the optics, like, it, it would, it would actually be better if somehow there was footage of, like, Chick-fil-A locking gay people out or, like, discriminating against their gay employees mm-hmm. or, like, it would actually help the argument, like, as sad as that is, it will make things so black and white that people would be like, fuck Chick-fil-A, I'm not eating there. But because it's they, like they that. gave $2 million to an organization that, or to several different organizations, and some of those organizations will uh, are against gay marriage. It's like, yeah, that's not going to, um, you're not going to get everybody on your side with that, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Anyway, people have comments. Cool. Anthony Animal Thug Tatum said, my little cousin just came out last year. It kind of had a, my family in a kerfuffle, uh, which is uh, which is English for uh, um, racist, homophobic rant. Okay. Um, no, nah, I'm just joking. Uh, I say, really? They, nah, they had some, uh, they had some, they had a, some problems with it, some issues. Her dad has been all about saying her soul is in trouble, and I really had to choose my words carefully with him because he, one, because he's family, two, because it is his daughter, and I know what that might not be the life he would have, would have chosen for her. But to say our own daughter's soul is in trouble because she found love is just wrong, and I had to tell him that I love you, uncle, but you're wrong. I respect you, but you're wrong. For me to say that to a man who has been there my whole life was one of the toughest things I ever had to do. Right. It's much tougher than not eating a chicken sandwich. I know it's so or riding past and going two blocks over. Yeah. And I feel like people are doing this because they don't want to look at themselves and go, I think I'm taking the pussy way out. 
Yeah, honestly, a, a lot of people take you take the the easy route out and things like that. And it's and it, and, and me even been going. There's been times when my mama she's been just wrong, and I've been like, "Well, mama, you wrong, and this is why I think you yeah. wrong." And a lot of times, uh, she gets mad, she gets upset, and things like that. But you know what? And maybe it's just me. I don't have a problem not seeing you six months because when I do come around, you're gonna be so happy to see me that you're gonna be like, you know what? I might want to change my mind and my perspective because I know if I come out her wrong, I won't see her for another six months. Fuck yeah. And I don't, I don't have a problem with that, but that's a decision that a lot of people just won't make. They feel like I'm neglecting my family if I don't go see them, if I'm not around them. You know, a lot of old people put a guilt trip on you where, well, why, you know, you know, I ain't seen you in six months. Yeah, grandma, but you know what? You go vote. And I don't believe the way you vote is right. So I'm going to continue not to see you until you change your mind. Yeah. And people, are not willing to put that stands up because like I said that's when you like you say have to have the heart to hearts you have to see the tears you have to see the anger you have to see the anguish you have to you have to see see this on an individual basis and the thing about it is that a lot of people are very very close minded when it comes to a lot of these decisions and a lot of a lot of these things like you say you're protesting Chick-fil-A but like you say when I went to go vote I didn't see the Chick-fil-A cow pulling that lever Right, and it's, it's, like I said, it's easy. Tweeting a bunch of shit is easy. Uh, even to a certain extent, blogging shit is easy. Like, yes, it is. Like, it's so easy to retweet some article or some shit. Like, it's so easy. And I don't think change this major comes from easy shit. I just nope. don't. You know, I don't think it's going to happen that way. And, you know, good luck. To everybody, man, but I really think it's gonna have to take more than just like uh people saying I'm not gonna eat there. It's gonna really take because um, at the end of the day, if you're able to somehow get them to change their stance or get them to whatever, it's symbolic, but is it going to pass? That's all I'm asking. Like, is your goal to humble Chick fil A and to make the world like no one in the world is gonna be against gay marriage, or is your goal to actually get gay marriage passed yes because i it feels like a lot of effort for two million dollars for to me you know what I mean? as far as like uh people pumping it up and a lot mm-hmm. of glad handing and 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 back patting is going on it's like yo i'm saying i think i found something that is harder to do but a lot harder will change america you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's kind of like how you see people that are say racist shit about black people till they get a black friend, and then it's like, oh, well, that everything I huh. thought was wrong. I, I didn't That's know what the fuck I was talking right. about. Right? Or oh, a lot of people bash gays and homosexuals and lesbians until their family members come out. Then all of a sudden, this person you got to look them in the face, and, and you got to deal with them or be around them. And then people's perspective change once it's on. Yeah, and I'm saying basis. you don't even have to come out the closet. You don't have to be gay. No, you don't. I'm just saying like there's so many people that disagree with shit like that and mm-hmm. sit around and tolerate it, man. Like, you'll sit around at your family gathering and listen to them talk about the faggots or the Mexicans or the such and such for fucking two hours and just go, man, I go on Twitter like, families are crazy, am I right? And it's like, you were there. They think you agree. <laughs> yes, they do. You could have said some shit then, you know, but you don't want to change people because why? It's hard and grandmama's pecan pie is delicious. And that is, and that is why, that's why we fall, okay? That's why. That's why you do, that's why you fail. 
you will always fail as long as you're not willing to put some skin in the game dog it's just true you know unfortunately this movement doesn't have the optics of the civil rights movement so you're never gonna see a motherfucker getting water hole gay dudes getting water holes mm-hmm. I, I mean you can see that at the gay parade mm-hmm. but that's like voluntary and it's like more fabulous and spectacular and funny and cool but then it's like a celebration and that's completely different than the completely. water holes with dogs yeah. sicking on people so it's like you the optics aren't gonna work as long as chick-fil-a and these people look clean um it's gonna take conversations tough conversations mm-hmm. with with people that you love and care about and i don't know and i think the real reason people are scared to try is because they don't think they can do it and then what happens when grandma just won't fucking accept your reasons yep you know like what happens when you basically say grandmama this is what i think and she goes yeah i don't give a fuck about that jesus say gay people is the devil and call it a day hey you're on with the blackout tips what's up what's up bro what's up man hey, babes how y'all been doing y'all been all right oh we yes. good man it's good it's good it's good to always hear you guys voices um i called in because i got a chance to catch up on the um chick-fil-a episode Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, here's a couple of my thoughts. I had, um, as you know, I am a um, music education major, and you know, being that I'm in the fine arts department, um, a majority of the people that I run into who are males happen to be in the vocal department, happen to be homosexual, mm-hmm. and you know. It gives it's a different chance because I get to be on you know sometimes I'm more the minority being straight male sometimes I'm a straight guy there, but even some of my most liberal teachers um, eat at Chick Fil A. Like I had two different voice majors, I mean two different vocal coaches. Um, the first one was gay, well both of them were gay, and the te- the first teacher I had he didn't he did not eat at Chick Fil A because of their stances. Mm-hmm. And he was in Georgia. And now the second teacher I had had no problem. The most current teacher I've had had no problem eating at Chick-fil-A. Mm. Um, I think, and I, I think I've said it as much as this, but with, uh, with Dan, Kathy, and, and Stuart, Kathy, what they do with, the, with their money after we buy our sandwich is their business because they don't tell us what to do with their sandwiches after we buy. Right. And True. And one of the things is, if you look at the way the article is is written, like I, I read it on the on on the um, Huffington Post. Yeah. And, and the thing that struck out to me is it says Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A um, owner confirms anti-gay stance. Right. And so he didn't go out there and say I hate gay people. He didn't go out there and say. Um, he didn't go out there and say um, gay people are evil and things. He just says he doesn't believe in same sex. They said he supported organizations that don't believe in same sex marriage, and he says yes, I've I've done that. I'm mm-hmm. guilty as charged. He was just being honest. You asked him, they asked him a question. He was being honest. He says yes, I've I've given money to these organizations. Now, that, that that may not be all that these organizations have done, right? But I think that it's unfair to make him. To blame him for everything for for this issue, whether you are whether you're against it or you're for it. Well, yeah. And also, it's not a secret. True. Like that was what was weird to oh, me. Yeah, was like, like, it, like this it's is breaking news. It's one of those news things where it becomes a story because people have decided that it's a story again. Like 
Yeah. I didn't know anyone before before this that didn't already know this. Yeah, they never open up on Sunday. I mean, come I on. I mean, man. not just that. I've literally heard people say, yes, they've given $2 million to different organizations yeah, that support. Yeah, came out, yes. That do, do not support same-sex marriage. And I've never heard, you know, this the boycott talk until it was in this article. So it's almost like a contrived, like, now we ride on these niggas. Now, I'm not against them riding on. You had the right to boycott anything you don't want, right? Yeah. I'm not yes, against them riding on dude, but like someone hit me on Twitter and was like, see, the only thing these dudes understand is money and you have to hit his pockets to make him change his, his, uh, his stance. And I was like, uh, actually dog, no, because what you are failing to realize is he's already losing money with this stance. This isn't a stance that's going to make him more popular and gain him a lot of money. No, like, care. This, these are his convictions. He doesn't care. Right. He is convicted. He is convicted. Now, you might disagree with his convictions, which is your right, but this yeah, dude is convicted. Right. And he's, well, he's never, you're never going to meet this dude, right? You're never going to make I'm him. I'm never going to see chicks. Well, you, I'm, well, all right. You have to be the one nigga that is the exception. But the uh, the the, uh, the average person, the average person boycotting Chick Fil A is never gonna meet this dude, right? Mm-hmm. No, so, so right, like you don't, you're not gonna, and you're not gonna sit down and have a conversation with him about his beliefs and all that. You're never gonna do it. But you, I guarantee in your life right now, if this is what you believe is that this is wrong, that that same sex marriage hasn't been passed and all this stuff. You know a handful of people that are in your family, that go to your church, that work with you, that you could possibly affect with a conversation or affect with the same hardline tactics that you take about, you know, Chick-fil-A. And people are going to not do it because they don't really care that much. Like, I think it's easy and and it's the... Did you see what Chicago did? Did you hear about what happened in Chicago? Nah, I heard about Boston. I haven't heard about Chicago. Well, in Chicago, there was an alderman who um, said that he wasn't going to have Chick Fil A in his. Um, he did not want to. He was not going to allow another Chick Fil A to come to his district. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, the the mayor of Chicago, Rahm Emanuel, said that you know they don't agree with our beliefs and our stances. But there are not many Chick Fil A's in the Illinois area to right. begin with. Right. For really the matter, I mean, they don't. Same really thing have with a New York. Up north. Same thing with New York. <laughs> same thing with stuff. Boston. Yeah, a lot like, of these people protesting. You like, nigga, you don't got a Chick Fil A within twenty that, miles of you. Right, and that's the <laughs> other part. That's the other part of it. It's kind of like the Trayvon hoodie thing. At some point, it skips being like a belief, and it starts being a social movement as far as just being cool and being down. And it, it to me, your shit is always going to lose some uh, genuine realness once people start doing it to fit in, you know. It's and, just like a single issue activist thing, that's right? With the um, and the, and the, and, it, and sometimes it's just a a bandwagon. It's just pretty much bandwagon jumping, a pile jumping, right? Mm-hmm. And it and to tell you the truth, and the, it is not that um most. Most um, Chick Fil A. Well, I've been to a lot of Chick Fil A's, and I know gay people who I've seen gay people who are well, who obviously appear to be gay. I can't automatically assume, but I've seen them that appear to be gay that actually work at Chick Fil A. And if you read it, if you look at his stance, he says, "Look, we're not discriminating against anybody. We, that's what we believe." He said, "But we, if you look at our customer service, if you look at how we treat people in the past, it's like we're not against." anybody particularly being a person and they tried to come and they tried to paint them as a hate as a hate of people of hatred mm-hmm. and i don't think that was fair to them 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's it depends on how you look at it. I mean, on the one hand, it's not you know uh, Woolworths uh, fucking you know having niggas out of there chain themselves up at the, the at the front of the restaurant to eat. You know, like it's not that. Uh, so optically, it doesn't work the same. But you know, I could hear the argument from someone on the other side saying, "Well, it's more insidious." Cause they smile in our face and they stab us in the back, right? I could hear the argument and I, and I'm not trying to, um, you know, I'm not trying to take away that person's, uh, anger and whatnot. And I, and like I said, boycott them. I, honestly, boycott them. It, I, I'm not trying to take away your right to boycott. I'm just asking if we took it to the next level, wouldn't that work better for people that feel yeah. like gay marriage is right and it needs to happen? I think I honestly feel like it won't happen until people are willing to sit down with like their mom and be like, you're wrong and you need to change and blah, blah, blah. And have that discussion that that shit hard. <laughs> right. No one want to have that discussion because your mama might be like, fuck you, nigga. I think I'm right. Like, no one get out. To, you don't want to do <laughs> it. So, you know, him is because I've actually I guess because I met him and he appeared to be a nice guy. Like, I believe regardless of who you are, if you were in need and he could help you, he would help you. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? If you were in. Well, there's a, there's a lot of nice guys that, um you know, believe certain shit that I don't think is the most uh, progressive shit. You know, like, there's a lot of dudes that I'll be like, oh, you know, I like this dude, but he believes this, that, and the other, you know? So, and and all he's doing is putting his money in the game, you know, to be quite honest, is yeah. his he's putting his money where his beliefs are, um, and I don't think that we're going to change his beliefs by not eating his chicken, um, mm-hmm. but I think you can make it less effective on the people who hear it if you're reaching out to them and having conversations, you know, I, like I said, and I, I'm speaking from a place of privilege. I don't know anybody in my family that is that like homophobic or like, uh, going out and voting against these, let this stuff. So like, I don't know if I even know a Republican in my family. So I, I get to speak from a place of privilege here and I understand that. I haven't had to boycott any of my family over but stuff is your like that. Republican? Is your dentist right, Republican? Right. I don't know. <laughs> that, that was my point. I'm like, how many how many of you have a Republican doctor or a Republican? Right. Anytime you have somebody who is not like you, they might even look like you, but they disagree with you on certain issues. Do you boycott them as well? Because I don't think you are. Right. Because Yeah, I do want to know where it stops. I do want to know where it stops. Like, because yeah. I, I see a lot of yeah, like it's just that I don't know. Hypocrisy is the only thing that really moves me at this point. So it's just yeah. like when I start seeing shit, and I'm like, okay, I, I like your passion. I see where you at, but would you do this for this? No, that's different. Why is that different? You know, yeah. like the one dude told me his grandmama's cooking was too good. That's what he told me on Twitter, yeah. and I was like, but that's the same argument some people are making about Chick Fil A. It's too good. Like yes. you can't. Like you're just drawing a line at a different place and going nah nah boo boo. I'm better than you. Well, you're really not. You're the fucking same. Like you just drew the line at grandmama, not at you know. You didn't say because grandmama changed my diapers. You literally said because her cooking too good. So then fuck you. You the same. Don't be trying to shit on me. Why would our activism, man? That's just what it boils down to. Yeah. And the, the good part about it, too, the good part about all this boycotting shit, it's highly ineffective, so whatever. Yeah. I have another question. I have yeah. another question. And this, yeah. this is nothing that's been bothering me when I was going to say our activism goes too far. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been seeing people post this picture on Twitter, and I think I think sometimes, even though it's partially true, 
Um, I think that it's a statement overboard, and it was just way too soon to post this. They posted a picture of the um, the Aurora shooter, and mm-hmm. they were like, "If I were black, I oh would god, look. yeah." And I said, uh, and I didn't want to, like, be so, I didn't want to, like, get people so involved. But I was looking at that, and I was thinking, you know, people just hit the share button all the time, just click share, share, and retweet. But if you think about it, this dude was actually crazy. (laughs) Have you not looked at this dude? I mean, it's partially true that, that we do, we do sometimes humanize people, we dehumanize the, um, the people, the minority who does something crazy, mm-hmm. but it's nobody over here saying that the the um the people that the guy that was eating everybody's faces wasn't crazy, right? Or he wasn't high on something that made him insane. The dude that did all of this stuff had a mental issue. <laughs> you you cannot you cannot say that was a normal dude, and it was way too. And that post is like three days after the shooting happened. I'm like, yo, this is way too soon to have this conversation. It's just, it was just like, okay, we're going a little overboard. I think, I think it's very, um, it's just one of those it one situations. Everybody got to pull it. If that was a nigga, it would have been this way, but honestly, no. Like, honest, like, sometimes crazy is crazy, and then just everyone pulls out their issues surrounding crazy. Nobody called a DC sniper. Nobody said the DC sniper didn't have a mental issue. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that dude was crazy too. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I like people got they just they making up straw man like it's just uh yeah. this is the issue here and and people saying this is like I haven't seen anyone saying that well that's the problem it's like but nobody's saying that <laughs> what's up baby yeah, so like that that cat is crazy <laughs> but um I guess I got to give you the one more thing yeah one more thing you know um uh on um the Joe part is this is kind of funny but I don't want to decriminalize Penn State and you all were arguing this on the show Monday yeah. you said you actually made the NCAA looked like a good guy for being effective. Um, I was going to tell the story, and it was, it's basically like this. I remember one day I was on my football squad, and I was in middle school, and I was getting in on some scrimmage game tackling. And you know what the coach told me? They used to call me Reb because my daddy was a preacher. They told, they told me this. The coach said, you know what, Reb? He said, you ain't nothing but a pile jumper. That's all you are, Reb, a pile jumper. And when I looked at the NCAA's um, – Finders, I was like, whoa. I was like, they, and so you know, I do agree that Penn State needs to needs to be punished, but it's almost in effect pile jumping because I was I was like I was wondering this. I was like, um, so if they do all this stuff, the NCAA gives them all these challenges. My thing is, how are they going to repay the victims of the track? Because the sixty million dollars them paying is it's almost to a point where they could they could they put them in a situation. Where they could go to, they could probably legally sue and say, "Look, we can't have these restrictions because we need we need football to be able to fund everything, and we need football to be able to fund paying for these victims because we won't be able to educate all the students of our state without without the income that comes from football revenue, nor will we be able to pay the victims of the track because the victims have not they have not gotten their settlements yet." And those settlements are going to, I'm, I'm thinking those settlements are going to be hundreds and millions of dollars. Mm. Well, we'll see, man. I don't know. I don't know how much it's going to be. I honestly have no, this shit is so unprecedented. I really don't know what to base the numbers on. You know what I mean? I just feel like, cause people are like, well, how are they going to get paid out of the 60 million? I'm like, well, they also going to sue. 
So don't don't sleep. Like, yeah, but, that's, but that sixty million ain't going towards the victims of right. Charity. It's just going that's, to a charity, yeah. And that's what I was saying. I was like, because they're not going to make any money. How are they? How are they going to? They're not going to make any money off of football. Basically, is what they're trying to prevent. So how are they going to pay the victims of the tragedy? Well, that's just for one year that they won't make money off of football. Um, the NCAA and football is such a fucking drug for people. Mm-hmm. People will literally go see that team be shitty for the next four years. Yes, they will. During this whole this whole think thing. About the visiting teams too. Yeah, well, the visiting teams gonna go. First of all, they got uh, in conference games that can't be avoided, right? Yeah. Um, second of all, the visiting team is gonna go there and just get that that homecoming schedule win. Yes, so they are. Yes, sir. They, so it ain't Man, really. Shoot, I hope they put them on schedule. I hope some slack teams schedule Penn State. That'd be <laughs> 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 the Fairfield State Eddie, University. Eddie Robinson, yeah, they That's what they are. They Benedict and you know yeah. Clarebo. They become Benedict and Clark. I want to see Grambling. Right. I want to see Grambling <laughs> State uh, play yes. them. Uh, but uh, thanks for calling, uh, Brent. Man, we got to move on. Uh-oh. What about one more thing? He did. He just did it. I don't want to become like that. That um, call that last caller talking about that put me to sleep. I can't remember what she was talking about. She was talking way too long. Oh Jesus! Uh, All right, man. The funeral home reflection music. All right, man. Peace. Peace. All right, peace. All right, man. Um, back to the the poll. Uh, so the comments. Uh, Anthony Animal Thug Tatum. He oh, we read his. Okay. Mm -hmm. A Rod the Hyena said, "I don't think it's possible. Every family has members who do things you're uncomfortable with: crackheads, alcoholic, gay, overly religious, promiscuous. But you love them regardless. Mm, Right. That's my point. Yeah, you can still love them and they be wrong, and you tell them that they're wrong. So you have somebody that say uh, someone is in your family that." does something that you consider completely heinous i, I mean I, I pick something extreme whatever it is are you just gonna be like well i love them regardless so i'm gonna keep going down there for thanksgiving i don't think you would or if you do then that's the problem and that's why shit ain't gonna change yeah people draw the line at other things like you know especially when if let's say for instance and i'm just picking it's like when it comes to children let's say a family member is 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 done for child molestation guess what ain't no family gonna ain't nobody gonna bring their kids around this person right i mean mean, not trying to be funny but when it comes to other things because (laughs) you don't feel like you're quote-unquote in danger you, you 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 don't take the same stance my grandmother is embarrassing as hell and i hate going in up in public with her uh she either cusses people out or is so doped up on medicine she falls asleep at the drop of a hat and then wakes up and cusses people out but i'm not gonna say i can't be around her shit she changed my fucking diaper brought me school clothes didn't kick my ass when she knew i was drinking all her beers smoked her cigarettes and gave me money when i was at college she has done enough for me to deal with her racist bigoted feelings but has she done enough for the world to deal with them yeah and 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 and, and everybody draws their lines somewhere and and that's why I said it comes to a certain point where you go, okay, I can't be around this. Like, I don't have to deal with my family's bullshit. You know, I had to deal with a lot. People have to deal with stuff when they're children because you don't have a choice. When you're grown, you have a choice. You make a conscious choice to deal with other people's bullshit. And people think because they're family that I have to deal with your bullshit. And you don't. There's always an option to go home and not put up with it. Everyone is somebody's grandmother. Okay. So, and this is that thing that happens where you see someone on TV or you listen to someone's podcast or their radio show and you stop thinking of them kind of as human beings, Mm -hmm. like how we can call uh, Kim Kardashian a whore, but she's, we only know she's fucked like four dudes. That's it. Apparently she's a whore. Well, 
that's kind of the thing with this is like to you she's grandmama that changed my diaper if i'm you know gay and i would like to get married um she's that bitch that keeps voting against me mm-hmm. right there's no like in between or, or if you people did the like for this instance of you or somebody out in public yeah he, she's your grandma but she's that bitch that's coming here raising hell and cussing everybody out well the same like, argument the that same. the same argument that these people are making about chick-fil-a is the entire i mean about that grandmother is exactly what I'm saying about Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A doesn't only fucking support not getting married. Yes. That's not like the only thing they do. It's like when they're fucking uh, paying for an orphanage or paying for people to go to college or something like that. You, But you don't give a fuck about their shades of gray, but your family gets to have shades of gray. And I think yeah. that's fucked up. Yes. It like I a, think you're a hypocrite. That's what I think. I yes. think you're a hypocrite that... Oh, no, no. She changed my diaper. So because they did something for you, gay people can't get married. That's why. You know, and then you draw the line at, but then it's not, you know, it's not a business. Like, who gives a fuck? The businesses don't vote. Nope. <laughs> like, that's a problem. That's a fucking problem. And the politics in America is still bigger than money. Like, as much yes, as we want to say it's only money, we've seen people spend money and lose. We've seen it because real people get to go vote. Mm-hmm. So you don't really care. Is mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Or you, you care to a point, but, and I'm not saying a rides one of these people. We're talking, no, no. It's, we're in, talking in abstract general, here, A-Rod. Yeah, in I'm general. Sa- I'm saying that people pretend to care and then they don't really care. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, every, everybody's at different levels, you know, and deal with their family different and things like that. But that statement I said before, that's true. People put up with their family's bullshit because they think they don't have another choice. But you always have a choice. Uh, Carol uh, Santera says, Coming from a pretty religious family, I used to think it was really important to stick together. But after years going, studying abroad, and living with six other families, I reached the conclusion that mine was emotionally abusive and restraining. Yeah, a lot of times you have to see other people's family to be like, these niggas are fucked up. Yes, sir. You're not supposed to be beating people with extension cords. Ain't nobody else doing this. Mm -hmm. Did you know you can just talk to a child? (laughs) <laughs> like yeah, you, shocked <laughs> you slapped me with the bible once did you know you can open that up and read it there's words in there <laughs> yes did i sh- yes the knowledge equipped me with the strength necessary to understand that being with your family is contingent of how you feel about yourself while in their presence yeah, yeah. i agree wholeheartedly i there's family members i don't go see period nope. yeah and, and there's family members i just don't fuck with like yeah. i grew up and i was like okay when i get older fuck you nigga and yeah. that's when i was like okay i got older fuck you nigga when i don't come around i got shit to do not going down your house so you can make me feel negative. No. If you felt great with them and simply disagree with your politics, with their politics, fine. Live with them, have contact with them, keep on loving them. If the thought of being with them makes you feel like less of a person, then leaving them and maybe cutting ties temporarily is the best thing you can do. For me, it was the feeling, feeling the brunt of their political values because it was 24-7 church channel in their heads. Whenever something terrible happened to a promiscuously dressed female, the comment would be she was asking for it and now she got it and now she's going to hell too hearing remarks like that and don't eat that buy that go outside now it's the devil's way was routine for me in the santeris household this is just one person's experience of how a political viewpoint can really fuck up your family ties still i have i still have this higher idea of what a family means but for now 
I have experienced it long term enough for me to say I wouldn't leave them for the smallest political reason. Someday I'll have a family of my own that'll change, but now I'll I definitely bounce. And 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 I guess for me, um, when it comes to it, a lot of times, um, I guess as I grew older, my definition of family changed. I think a lot of people's um, definition of family is blood, like we right. got to be related. But as I got older, and you know what, my family are individual people too, and I think a lot of people have a tendency to forget that they are individual people. Yes, their family is related by blood, but they're individual people too. Individual people do fucked up shit, and that's something that people don't want to embrace. And, and, and well, they combine to be the 58% of people that vote against gay marriage. Like, that's what I'm, I think people just don't grasp is like all these little shades of grays and compromises and shit that we're willing to make with real people is the problem. Yes. And like you're, you're willing to compromise with someone for being your grandmama, but you're not willing to compromise with Chick-fil-A or, you know, another Democrat who just doesn't want to boycott Chick-fil-A, but does think, but would vote for gay marriage. Like, when you when you see all these rants and judgments passed down and like all this like hyper um the phrasing and shit to make things seem as worse as possible it's just one of those like okay y'all y'all don't really care because you could you wouldn't say that to your grandmama yes and, and like and like i said and a lot of times um like i said my definition of family has changed and a lot of my family family or, or the people that i really consider family are not even related to me yeah me too Stephen a smith says rod I, i'm assuming i have to read this <laughs> say it like that yes i've known my family for a while now damn near my whole life and i like to think a lot and can't wait to see them for the holidays oh i like them a lot and can't wait to see them for the holidays but i can't stand them niggas when it comes down to their opinion on sports my family can all agree that us as African Americans are too sensitive about race and we have made the world weaker and more sensitive. But the moment they say anything negative about my man, my brother, the headband struggle man himself, LeBron James, we have a problem and I have to remove myself from them. Oh, wait, I just realized this isn't about race or LeBron James at all. Guess I've been yelling for nothing. Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen A. Yeah, thank you for the love. The tickler says, "Spot on, sir." Dan Savage tells people they are coming out that are coming out the closet to cut off family members if they are not supportive after a reasonable adjustment period. That includes not coming for Christmas, Thanksgiving, etc. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. I don't know why people get so caught up in this shit, but literally. You don't have to like it, you don't have to deal with people's bullshit. No, I don't care no, no. what how what the relationship mm, is to you. Nope. You don't have to deal with their bullshit and you can change your environment by asking the people in it to change or get the fuck out. And yep, because you can always remove yourself. And I, I, like I said, I've, like I said, it takes a maturity level, and it takes a certain point where I start looking at y'all. Like, hey, y'all individual people, just like the niggas at my job. And you know what? I wouldn't put up with this with my coworkers. So why am I dealing with this with you? Right. Uh, Sherry's, uh, Sherry's Joy says, I am a member of the LGBT project within the company I work for. Although I'm not a lesbian, I still completely support the community 100%. In high school, I had many, many friends that were gay and lesbians, and ever since then, I've been supporting them and was excited to officially join the group at work and do charity for them. I do not have any members in my family or my husbands that are ignorant towards gays and lesbians that I'm aware of, but if it was to come to service that I was, uh, that I would most certainly 
oh, if it was to come to that to surface, I would most certainly not tolerate it. I wouldn't stoop to their level and leash out in an ignorant way. I would simply let them know how I feel and what they are saying, doing is offensive, and go on about my business. My child and I would no longer associate with said family member, and I would explain to my child why once she becomes a correct age, uh, why I made this decision. And that's to me that. I mean, I don't see what's not reasonable about what Sherry's saying. That's yes. Like, I don't think that's a crazy fucking thing to say. Like, mm, but that's so hard for people to do because, like I said, a lot of people feel as though you took care of me. I wouldn't be where I was without you. And 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 those statements are true. And and when and people feel like because I'm making an action against you, all of a sudden. Um, smacking you for everything in the past that you've done for me or I'm not grateful for everything in the past you've done for me because I made this stance and that's not so. Yeah. You're thankful for what they did but at the same time you also have to understand that what they're doing right now does affect you also. Right. It's not like you're smacking them in the fucking face. You're just telling them like you wrong and I don't agree and I'm out. For a lot of people, that's a very, that's something very, very hard to do. Daz, a.k.a. Kung Fu Treachery, left a comment on episode 337. Baby doing all right. Baby doing all right. <laughs> the comment was, once again, I'm on that spoiled movie review shit. Y'all were kind of mean to that James dude, but his voice was like nails on a chalkboard. You will never know how good it does my heart to hear other black nerds rant. No spoilers here. Michael Caine tears. Shit is real at that grave site. I was like, why, Christopher Nolan? Why must you tug on my heartstrings so, yo? He was killing me softly with Batman's song. Tom Hardy's Bane was so awesome. He was like X-Men's Apocalypse. Huge, imposing, intellectually superior to anyone and everyone as well as physically. The way that Tom Hardy approached the role of Bane, so much of him came through my through his eyes mm-hmm. and mannerisms. I can't wait to own the Blu-ray just for his lines. Me too. The entire Dark Knight world was rooted in plausibility, and that was great. Um, and that was great. Or this trilogy, but let's move on. I'm looking forward to a reboot where it goes more to Batman Arkham Asylum type of movie where we see Killer Clark, Clayface, and seriously scary Mr. Freeze. Still moody and dark, but less plausible and a little more fun. And finally, people, you cannot compare Marvel's The Avengers to The Dark Knight Rises. Two totally different films. Avengers was a cinematic comic book. Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight trilogy is a cinematic graphic novel. And when Nolan turns the page, leave the, pa- leave the page fucking closed. Leave everything in the final scenes to the imagination. Like Inception, let nerds write fan fiction. Leave Nolan's vision as is. It would be like Jordan putting on a Wizards jersey. I agree, Dad, for the most part, man. Um... And I would like to see a reboot. I don't know if I want to see the sillier whatever or the more like detective type Batman, but whatever. I think the beauty of Nolan creating his own like mythos of the Black Knight of the Dark Knight is um, whoever picks it up from here can actually do whatever they want. Because no one's going to try to do it the way he did it, which I like. Nope, it will never be repeated. Uh, Let's see. The poll for the episode was should we change the way Black History Month is taught? Uh, 92% of people said yes. 8% of people are assholes and decided that it's good enough. Uh, Dax, Dax Stork, Stork says, uh, fuck yeah, it should be changed. We need more stories. Everybody know Betsy Rice Crocker ass did not switch that flag. Did not stitch that flag. We know Eli Whitney did not create that shit. I guess that shit being the cotton gin. Mm-hmm. Also, we need a random cracker ass cracker. Okay. <laughs> 
that, I think that person needs to see the stories we already have because we have all of those <laughs> things. So, all right, Dak Stork. Patrick says, I agree with that, that the coverage of black history should change and be incorporated into regular history classes in high school, but it should not just be history class. In my high school, we rarely covered any black writers, lit- literature and English class, and the one book they did offer was Summer Reading that was optional. I don't necessarily know if it's a deliberate agenda or if it's always, it's a, it's always been like this and they are slow to change, uh, thing. Well, I will tell you this much. At this point, when you, if you follow the discussions of people talking about what gets to be in and out of the textbook, it's deliberate. Mm-hmm. It's, that's the way we view teaching kids about history in school is like, don't let them learn about this person. They're dangerous. And that, so it's deliberate. It's not an accident. Mm-mm. I'm unsure how other high schools work, but I can only guess that incorporating history of black and other ethnic groups into American history would go against just feeding information to kids where open discussion of communication and debate is minimal. Right. That's basically the point. My man Mudslinger writes in, fuck Barack Obama, first of all. Okay, he didn't say that this time, but he was thinking it. Anyway, normally I'd say the most trollish, outrageous thing that popped into my head, but this time I defer and say, yes, it needs to change. To categorize black American literature or science as such is to alienate or bastardize all of our accomplishments as less than American. It also serves as a way to whitewash history, thereby allowing educators and pupils to choose the amount of non-white Western European history they are willing to digest. It's consciously or unconsciously allows people to avoid the contributions of our melting pot uh and they don't find that they don't find pal- palatable agree must mm-hmm. for the first time ever oh that's a shocker i completely agree with that statement dude like that's one of the issues with black history month that is kind of a problem is they cherry pick what we can learn yes and we end up learning the same fucking like 14 people for the, the our whole, whole lives school year and it never branches into something deeper than that mm. the discussion is always and Jennifer, uh, benjamin banneker did this and uh christmas addicts did that and martin luther king did that and uh let's not talk about this malcolm x dude or louis farrakhan let's uh go back to uh you know wb du bois like I see. I see white people. Yep. Uh, Mike says, uh, when I was in high school during Black History Month, we got a week, if that, of black, of black history, and the rest of the month was about the Holocaust. Damn, that's fucked up. <laughs> well, we didn't have that, but damn, that's dirty. And, 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 and the th- How are you going to just switch to oppression? <laughs> and and the, the, the thing that's, that's, that's actually just fucked up about it is that they all deserve the same amount of attention. But a lot of times, for some reason, when it comes to 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 certain things like slavery, we supposed to get over that shit real quick. Let's just run through it. Let's give y'all a week worth of exercise. But the Holocaust, we want to be sure we give you all the details. We want to be sure we give you all. Well, then it needs to be about slavery too. That's funny, man. They did the oppression play action on their ass. Oh yeah, this is all oppression all the time, yeah. kids, yeah. for they, a whole thirty days. They did that. They did that switch up. They 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 did the play action. It was like, oh, we about to run that Black History. Nope. Hail Mary to the Jews. <laughs> Bye. Oh y'all was depressed. Uh, and my, we ain't gonna talk about y'all no more. My history teacher junior year was Jewish, so during a game we played for a we played for a continent continent takeover. He told us the countries until at he didn't tell. What? Okay, let me read this. I'm not understanding the sentence. My hit, my history teacher junior year was Jewish. Mm-hmm. So during a game, we played for a continent takeover. 
in parentheses he okay. never told us the countries until after we were done i ended up making all the moves of germany and united with an italian kid and took over europe so <laughs> he ended up being the nazis well what could you you learned all the jewish history what, what were you supposed to learn i know right all right that's the last comment let's check the emails um you can email us to blackouttips at gmail.com to be heard and uh we read them on the show you know no big deal uh professor lch says episode 336 boycott grandma hi rod and karen quote unquote a frank moment from rod greatest advice ever men need to get with this 21st century living they think they're living large nope and it's good advice for women too don't sleep i recall a friend once tried to assist her young latin male and though he was quite clear about that her manu umano many manu imano mm-hmm. okay manu imano game was on point the young latin male introduced her to the use of a slippery liquid helper to make more efficient her efforts voila the game utterly totally magnificently changed <laughs> I, that, that read like haku to me i don't even remember what what point i was making <laughs> i'm gonna say something good though uh <laughs> she liked it so change good. the game how is scar gonna out sherry for one to try by uh because she balked at his willingness to do it for a mere 700 dollars sir <laughs> that's scar for you yeah scar said he would let a young latino boy suck his a young dick latin for, boy for 700 dollars so he could go buy video games I'm like what the fuck are you 12 <laughs> and then and then sherry was Sherry was uh, surprised, to say the least. And uh, I don't think Scar liked the way she was judging him, so he, he flipped it and was like, what about you? You you trying to be talk about being bisexual? It's like, no, Scar, let's get back to you letting these dudes suck your dick for $700. I'm surprised he ain't got a Craigslist hit up yet. Rod, I'm going to let you cook on the boycott grandma thing, LOL. And I'm really going to let you all cook on the makeup discussion. As Karen indicated, some of us enjoy makeup, not for men, but for our own pleasure. I'm one of those. No, no problem with that, LCH. If you enjoy you some makeup for you and you alone, good for it. Good on you. And I advise more women to do that. Right. Matter of fact, the, the, all of you that enjoy makeup only for you and don't give a fuck about other people, have fine, do it. If you walk around the house looking like a Victoria's Secret model all made up and shit, I don't care. Honestly. I think the best course of conduct for men who date slash see slash are interested in women who wear it for themselves is to say nothing except positive statements. Um, no, I disagree with that. Um, I think if... You're in a relationship, then you need to be honest. Um, and if it's a deal breaker, it's a deal breaker. Maybe y'all shouldn't be in a relationship. But if that's a thing for you, it's like, I don't really like women wearing makeup, period. And I'm not cool with that. And she's like, I'm wearing it for myself. I don't give a fuck what you think. Y'all don't need to be together. Maybe y'all don't want to be together. And you should fucking say that. Like, I don't like, like, that's, I think it's the slow, insidious, like, shit that eats away at relationships that kills people when it's like, mm-hmm. I don't like this thing. But and, I'm not going to address it. Right. I'm mm-hmm. just going to keep acting like it's cool and I'm yeah, not going to say nice. anything because I know that this, and then just one day you just blank the fuck out. Like, and you look like a hoe. It's like, what? Where'd that Where come, come from? from? You've been thinking that shit for months. Mm-hmm. Like, but, um, yeah, so I would say, uh, if you do have a problem with it, talk about it and why, find out why you have a problem. 
because all that like the thing about the makeup discussion that's so great is that it actually always means something else mm-hmm. it's never about makeup Mm-mm. it's always some other shit like yep and then and, and makeup is the easy thing for them to pinpoint when it's other issues right mm-hmm. it's easy you know it's and but someone could have a good reason for being adverse to it someone could have a good reason for wanting to wear it someone could have a, vo- a good reason there's like i know dudes that um want women to wear makeup mm-hmm that don't want to wear it you know what i mean so mm-hmm. like what what would the advice be for them like i i think i think people uh have different motivations and the the key of it is you need to have a discussion to get to the motivations of why yep. anyway you don't need all of that by the way not a positive statement lol and uh yeah i think i think you're right that's not um a positive statement um necessarily um if if you want to twist it that way but i also think you could view that as positive when you say you don't need all this makeup to look good you're also saying you naturally look good so take it take it for what it's worth you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. this is why you need to clarify the discussion like if you you know if there's an issue or whatever i i think people should talk about makeup people should talk about all this shit because you know there's nothing to me more just like put it this way a lot of this shit with don't wear makeup or do wear makeup comes from the same place that dudes that say shit like if my wife put on 10 pounds I'm a divorcer. Yeah. Like that it comes from that place too and there's also it, it can also come from a place of I love you and I don't want you feeling like you have to put on a show for me. I love you for the crust of you and you know and the real you and I don't want you to feel like the only way to impress me is to be weaved out or uh make made up or anything like that i want you to know that if that is your thing and that's what you're into i love that i love that too if you like it i love it but do not do this for me that's all and and that's the yeah and that's the purpose and also i think a lot of times when you talk about makeup and things like that a lot of times women that wear makeup have a tendency to get defensive when sometimes it's not an attack on you it's saying if that's what you want to do boo boo do you and there's a lot of women that wear makeup i think they're gorgeous right you know i really do and if it's your thing it's your thing straight it hard put it on and rock it but at the end of the day sometimes i really do think that people put up walls instantly when you come to makeup and and it's more things that you might want to talk about and discuss right um and like i said i was speaking for men in general generalizing of course but yeah if you're doing it for men don't don't but like hopefully you're doing it for yourself and if you're doing it for other women man um that kind of i i mean do it whatever you want to, but it's still, it makes me feel sad yeah, that and, and someone a, would have to do that too. Because uh, the people I've really seen go hard on women about makeup have always been women. Yeah, and a lot of times they get on other women twice as hard. Like, And, and, and not to say Professor LCH do, do that, but like, why don't you wear makeup? Almost like something is wrong or inadequate or you're less than a woman for wearing makeup, for not wanting right. to wear wake up makeup and not having the desire to wear makeup when I think it doesn't matter either way. Either way, at the end of the day, you're still a woman. You're still beautiful. You know, there, there's nothing wrong. To me, it doesn't matter either way. But I think a lot of times when you get into the makeup discussion, a lot of people want to go tit for tat. And it's almost like the, you're almost like the Democrat-Republican debate. Everybody already have their preconceived notions of how you, how I think you're attacking me. When sometimes it's not even an, an attack on yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. And, I, and the, the thing is, um, <laughs> 
that's the fight i feel like i'm fighting is to say hey leave my fucking wife alone she is beautiful and um you know like and i'm not saying this is what professor no, LCH no, no, is. No. like i actually but, talked to her mm-hmm. because i like at first i was like i wanted to clarify and i realized while i was talking to her it's like oh i know where this is coming from i've been through this before with other women that i've mm-hmm. had to be like back the fuck off because you're trying to make it seem like my wife isn't attractive unless she wears makeup and somehow less of a woman and then you're trying to make me join in on with you mm-hmm. on some bully shit like like what well, doesn't she look better with makeup it's like I thought she looked fine walking in the door. Like, <laughs> you don't need to fucking uh, try to uh, make it seem like she ain't doing what she needs to be doing. Like, she's handling hers. Don't worry about her. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you know, people are like, well, um, people are trying to help and all that stuff. It's like, yeah, that's cool. But, like, um, I feel like for a relationship, sometimes to be successful and love is kind of overprotective sometimes. And it's kind of only about us you know what i mean like i like people will come in and be like well why don't you run your relationship this way it's like well she doesn't want to cut the grass Mm -mm, so why why Mm are you trying to make her cut the grass because you feel like theoretically in your concept of how relationships should work it should be this way or maybe you feel like in practice in your in your own relationship this is how it works and i'm like but ours don't work that way so Mm -hmm. leave it alone you know it's one of the reasons i don't like giving relationship advice because i'm always like I don't know how fucking your shit works. Yep, and things that roll in our house can start a fight in yours, boo-boo. Right, so, anyways. But uh, she said, and I'm going to out myself here and now. Yes, on Twitter, I encouraged the F out of Karen when she started in on her lip gloss passion. Yes, she did. Let Karen cook, shine, shimmer, damn it. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah, yeah I have no problem with Karen wearing lip gloss. That's, I, that lip I just gloss. want people to know for the Actually, record. I need to go buy some more. I'm putting so much of that shit on. Right. <laughs> so that doesn't bother me. And I don't care if dudes are thinking that she's going to suck their dicks because she's not. <laughs> I sure like. So I don't care. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I think I was more worried that it was going to go to a place of like, and now, Karen, it's time to do mascara. And now, Karen, it's time to put on. And it's like, okay, man, um, she's not a Barbie doll. And I like the way my life, my wife looks already, so I don't need a whole bunch of accessorizing going on here. This is cool. Plus, you add more cost to our budget. So, <laughs> but anyway, put on your guest the race hat. Such a quaint little preparation for such a horrific game. <laughs> it is a horrific game. We we really ain't shit for this, these guest the race. No, and I I, I think we just decided. I, I know I am. I'm just decided as the. Uh, the uh, people uh, that call in and the uh, chat room for Guess the Race. Call in? Not call in, but the people we have oh, on the show. My bad. Yeah. I think it's hysterical that Scar was a guest and playing in the chat room. So extra. <laughs> so all in. And I might and might I just say this, for me, the funniest answers in the chat room during the game are the ones that on the servers are so innocent and creative. So, E.G., whoever said the brown M&M made me holler. That's all for now. <laughs> Professor LCH. The official smile of Donna, the black guy with tips. Um, yeah, I agree. My favorite ones aren't even the ones that have like cracker in them or mm-hmm. nigger or a coon. It's always the ones that are just like a man who can't swim. I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you, you got me. My brain had to jump two leaps to get to that. So, yeah. And uh, thank you, Professor LCH. Thank you, sweetie. And I do think the lip gloss is sexy, so thank you I for the advice. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to try some of that you was telling me about. Gotcha, girl. Gotcha. 
uh daniel tosh this is from bill Beatty. says hey rod as usual i'm several episodes behind but i'm at the episodes where you're discussing the context of comedy these arguments have been going on for decades and i'm not sure if you listened to lenny bruce but years ago he was brought up on obscenity charges because of his use of quote-unquote dirty words here's his description of what went on it's a lot like what went on with tosh I'm doing my act and a guy comes in. I know he's a cop. I've had plenty of experience with him. He starts taking down as much of my act as he can. He doesn't miss a dirty word. He doesn't get too much of of arrest. He arrests me. We go to the court. Me and my lawyers had to defend the act that he says I gave. All he says are the dirty words. His act is obscene. I'm convinced. I'm, I'm, I'm convicted and have to hire lawyers. Maybe go to jail because of his act. There's something screwy about the whole thing. Here's a uh, have a great rest of your night. Thanks, Bill. And yeah, it, the context matters. It always matters in all these subjects. That's pretty much the only thing that matters. Uh, Scar is the title of this email from Ruben. It says, "Did I just hear Scar?" And he spells Scar scare. By the way, I don't know why. Did, did I just hear Scar say that he'll let a dude suck him off for seven hundred dollars? Do they have a donate thing on their podcast? Because they may need the money. <laughs> Maybe times are hard, man. He needs that $700 to get them games. Rent, because I have to tell someone. This is from Ashley, official scientist. Uh, she says, I came to lab. I came to the lab and to do my work. Oh, wait. I come to the lab and do my work. I clean up after myself and try to be considerate of others in the lab. But... For this man to be like, can you turn those down when you come over here? Those are kind of loud. I'm about to curse because it makes me feel better. Sorry in advance. mm. Okay, here we go. Motherfucker, I am grown. You are not my mama. I I am not working next to you for no longer than 30 seconds at a time. Build a fucking bridge and get the fuck over my headphones being a little loud. I didn't tell you to stop turning off my damn hood. (laughs) Sorry. I didn't tell tell you to stop turning off my damn hood when I'm trying to sterilize it. I didn't. I don't tell you to wear some motherfucking gloves when you're working under the bacterial hood because you're contaminating my shit. Shut the fuck up and leave me the fuck alone. And if I need to hear you or speak to you, I will take one of you. I will take one out or pause my shit. Otherwise, shut the fuck up. Okay. Sorry about that. I just wanted you. I just wanted you to read that so I can laugh at it later. Bye. Oh hell. Oh hey y'all. Uh, uh, love the uh, Ashley, the officially annoyed by this bullshit scientist of the Black Cow Tips. So she was mad that day. She's very, very mad. Peyton McMullen says, uh, this one's titled We Nerd Hard, Dark Knight Rises. Rod. <laughs> Rod, great job on We Nerd Hard. You were like Johnny Cochran defending the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> I saw it and it was brilliant. Isn't it sad that I had to defend a great movie? Like, really? Those guys hate everything. I think people get caught up in hating, hyper-focusing on every little detail. Who gives an F how he got back to Gotham? He's Batman. That's how he got back. When I was in, <laughs> when I was in college, this, this professor had an English class just on The Dark Knight Returns. I never took the class, but I always wondered, how you can have a class on one Batman book? Now I know, because Professor Rod was dropping knowledge. I love how The Dark Knight Rises uh, touched on so many different stories. The Dark Knight Returns, Cataclysm, No Man's Land, and even a little Arkham City. Damn, it was good. Hey, man, let me tell you this, too, Peyton. Um, I was talking to Karen last night about The Dark Knight Rises, and I started talking about the comic book, mm-hmm. which is infinitely uh, more detailed than the movie. I know now. Uh, and a lot more 
you know it's brilliant mm-hmm. like dark night rises that dark and dark nightfall it that all of that is brilliant the whole stuff with Azrael and taking over the men or the bad and like turning that shit into like a fucking walking robocop looking suit like i was just talking to karen about these details i realized i was nerding out and i just had to stop myself like this is too much like you you just read it you'll never understand because i'm until <laughs> i read it yeah i'm bringing up all kinds of different shit man so yeah but i i did write down points and go defend the the the, the movie and I, I felt like the movie made sense and it was worth defending i would not have done that if i felt like it wasn't worth defending just for the record um i really enjoyed the movie and that's the only reason i talked to it and plus they invited me on i i really was i have not been arguing this movie on twitter for people they really think you doing that and yeah. you, you, you're not really oh for some reason mm-hmm. baby i restarted and got booted out on the why it just said my thing was interrupted and it just kicked me okay out. um let me uh add you back as my co-host again i don't, don't know what's going on today my bad yeah it's okay uh live podcasting that's all everybody momentarily we'll have karen's picture back there we go. Thank you. Cool. All right. So um, let's check out the um, other email, the rest of the email. Oh, Untraceable says, or Tony, I guess he goes by. Hey, Rod and Karen. Rod, I've noticed how right you are about a white woman's ability to claim ignorant on issues. I see it all the time on the job. Yeah, white women get the, if they want to be, they can be the most ignorant people in America. If they want to be. If they choose. That's right. It's all up to them. Luckily, a lot of them don't choose to be. So. And I'm so glad. But, yeah, they could literally just be like, you know what? Just take care of me, white men. And I'll and believe I'll what be you say. I'll be all right. <clears throat> the other day, one of my employees referred to another employee as a wetback because she sweats a lot. I oh. wanted to. I want. Right. Oh, my. Yeah, even Karen got outraged <laughs> about that. And you know, that's, that's from a That's shocking. Person. I wanted to laugh, but had to remain professional and let her know that wetback is a racial slur. Everyone around knew, but she hit me with, really? I've never heard that before. Keep bringing the good comedy. Give it to me again. All right, Tony, we will. And for the record, Karen's not actually racist in real life, so I'm sure that that people, <laughs> well, if boycott your family, boycott Karen's like, nigga, this, this is a show. <laughs> I'm not just sitting around Karen going wetbacks. Oh, time. no. Mm-mm. I'm sorry, says this email from Susan. Uh-oh. She says, Dear Karen, and by a lesser extension, Rod. Uh-oh. Already off to a good start. Fuck me. <laughs> I see. I owe you an apology. I always thought Rod was the reason I listened to your podcast, but after listening to Casual Conversations last week with Karen, when Karen was on, I found that not only was I wrong, but rude as well. Uh-oh. I was the review on iTunes that said Karen's voice was annoying. While I hold true to my opinions, <laughs> I, th- th- that's this is that's a horrible apology. <laughs> okay, your apology is terrible. Take that part out. Why do people have to do that? <laughs> do y'all know how to apologize to somebody? This is like one of the the, the love and hip hop apologies. <laughs> oh, with Stevie J. Yeah, I just want to apologize. Come here, girl. I love you. Why you smack me, Stevie J? Because I love you, girl. Right. <laughs> I just want to apologize for saying that you are annoying. While I do hold true to my opinion that you are annoying. (laughs) Anyway, while I do hold true to my opinions, I think I was just not really feeling Karen. I just didn't get her. But now I realize it's because we are just alike. We, you think you're just like this person? Would you write an email like this, Karen? Oh, wait, no. Uh, But I'm glad you do get me, though. But it's your twin. So just you now anything she does is what you do. Uh, but she said, we have so much in common. It's actually kind of scary. 
So I want to offer my apology to Karen for offering my opinion on her voice coming from a biased place. So I'm sorry, Karen. I now understand you and your husband. (laughs) I'm sorry. (sighs) Let me get it back. All right. I now understand you and your husband. And from now on, I will not be listening to the podcast just for Rise jokes and one-liners, but also for Karen's experience and knowledge. I really did not know Karen and judge her without giving her a chance, but now I want to hear more from Karen. Maybe Karen could lead a show from time to time. A new fan who was impressed by you, Sub, which is S-U-E-B-E-722, Sub. Sue B722, aka Susan B. Um, first of all, Karen, do you accept her apology? Yes. Okay, see, Karen's very easy. I, I would not have accepted that. I am. Um, I'm, I'm really easy. But then, too, um, you just learned to appreciate Karen. Um, I think you got to dial back on us changing the show with Karen doing the lead from time to time. Like, give it some time. As you can see, we do know what we're doing. Karen is great. As I have told you, as it has been foretold in the prophecy. And uh, let's give it another month and uh, see how you feel in the month and uh, see if uh, Karen still needs to lead the show. Because if Karen has to lead the show, whatever that means, I'm assuming she's going to have to look up all the articles, do all the random thoughts, run the chat room, um, you know, do the tech support. And then I'll just show up and chill. Karen, you want to do that? I'm good. Right. Exactly. Just like I said, don't come to our house and tell you Karen should cut the grass. Cause I ain't cutting the fucking grass. She don't want to cut the grass, and I don't want to cook, and it's working. So I think 300-something episodes in, I think we got it. I think we got a good little form. You think, the, think it's working, Karen? I, think the form is working? I think we just think it's fine. Working. think it's working. Nah, but seriously, though, thank you. If I got to, I will. That's not a problem. I had to troll you, though, Susan, because, I mean, you did say Karen's voice is annoying. And uh, while she forgives, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Rick Ross. <laughs> Karen forgives, Rod don't. Huh. <laughs> and I understand that my country bunking voice is, is it get to some folks, but I'm gonna be who I am. Yeah, I mean the thing is funny to me is like whenever someone says one of us ain't shit or whatever, one of us needs to do this or the other, I'm just like we are married and we are a team. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? And and then, they, they think we'd be fighting back. They were like, nah, them niggas trying to be nice on that camera, but I bet you Rob be punching Karen in the face. Can't be right. kicking him in the side. <laughs> like, what? what is constructive about that opinion? Like, I, like, I can't do anything with an opinion that is literally like, your voice is annoying. Like, what? Well, what is Karen supposed to do? I, I, like, I can't change that. And, and it's funny when when uh, she wrote that. It was other people that was like, "Look, we want more." Right. <laughs> you know, like a week. Yeah, a week later, it's like I want more, Karen. It's like everybody want to tell us how to do the show. It's like, what? Can I listen to your show? Like, is it is it better? Is it better than ours? Do we need to uh, <laughs> sit down and uh, learn from you? Because apparently, we we suck. And uh, I don't know, man. Uh, anyway. Yeah, here's her old review that she left. It says, I love you guys. Occasionally, Karen's voice gets on my nerves because it sounds like she can't pronounce words well. But I'm like, what? (laughs) That is so mean. (laughs) Sue, you would not walk up to a random person on the street and say that to them. Come on, man. Y'all know y'all being mean. I still stick by my opinions. Don't. (laughs) You can't apologize and keep the same opinion. It's not the same. It's not a real (laughs) apology. Just write right next week and be like, I apologize. Your voice is not annoying. I'm sorry. The end. And I will forgive you. Till then, Karen forgives you. Rod, I do. Rod don't. Huh. <laughs> Who the hell is always asking? 
Who the hell is always asking Rick Ross all them questions in the in the booth? I have no idea. Huh? <laughs> got a chopper in the car? Huh? Huh? You got Kentucky Fried Chicken? <laughs> huh? Wrong. <laughs> when I die, bury me on that. <laughs> I saw. I, I was listening to a song and he was like, "When I die, bury me with my dogs." I was like, "Does he mean his niggas, his actual canines, or some hot dogs?" What do you think he means? All three. <laughs> He's buried me with some dogs, huh? Uh, huh? What'd you say? <laughs> All right. I'm La- snow on that, huh? Last email. <laughs> <clears throat> on boycotting the family. Can you please just read my first name? It's Tabitha. Thank you. Okay, Tabitha. I will. After this phone call. Hey, you're on with the Black Eyed Tips. What's up? Hi, this is Vince Christopher. How are you guys doing? What hey, up, Chris? Sweetie. How you doing? I'm doing fine. I didn't have time to like make a comment for the last episode, but I just want to say, Ron, you were like at like level fifty, fifty stars, and Kim, you were like at a bajillion stars. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Is that it was a baby door, all right? Thing a baby door, all right? Like, and when she said that, I could see like some big belly dude with a white, with a dirty white beater on, opening the same door, saying that. Yeah, looking like Beanie Siegel and shit. Baby exactly. doing all right. Baby doing all right. It's like, there sir, that that baby was on crack. That baby was on crack a day ago. I, I don't think baby doing all right covers it, but okay. That uh, was so funny. Um, there were some other things that I thought were funny too, but I can't go back and listen to it and then you know comment and or whatever. I just wanted to say that. Oh, okay, no problem, Miss Christopher. How you doing? Everything good with you? Everything is fine. We were supposed to go to the zoo today, but plans got changed. But other than that, everything is pretty okay. All right, cool. That's good. You still with that? Uh, you still, you still hanging out with the dude? That? Um, um, um. Oh, okay. I All right, understood. I, understood. I, 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 it's one of those type of things. But I'll let you guys know like later on. Oh, okay. In a couple of weeks. All right, I just know, I just know when, when you, I just had to ask because you used to end all, end all your comments with like, and I'm getting dick down, so alright guys, I'm like, wow, well I didn't ask, but thanks for letting us know, I, it's like the forecast or some shit. It's like, it's, she giving him a test run. Yeah, 75, 75 degrees out and, uh, looks like a 50% chance of dick down in the weather, so, uh, back to you, Rod. Exactly. <laughs> well, I hope all is well with you and, uh, enjoy it you say you are going to the zoo or you or you you might not we were but then we might um go back to doing it because it's like mm. at first it looked like it was gonna rain now it looks like it's sunny so you know i'm probably gonna go ahead and do that all right well enjoy time. the zoo and have a good time uh-huh. thank you for you calling too, try to shout out to the chat room obviously Peace. shout out everybody <laughs> i know right good to hear your voice babes <laughs> all right bye. all right peace, peace. All right, um, so yeah, Tabitha was saying, um, hey, Ron and Karen, I just wanted to comment on your episode about boycotting family members. Personally, I try to educate my family as much as I can when it comes to gay people and their issues because not talking or interacting with them leaves even more room for ignorance. You should have heard the conversation between my mom and me when she blamed Sandusky on raping kids because he was gay and completely missed him being a fucking pedophile. Well, yeah, my thing isn't like you can't talk to them. You can't. I'm saying you have these conversations with them. um, But at the same time, it's like, well, because you can't come around on this shit, I can't come around on you like you need to understand that what you're doing is destructive. Mm-hmm. That whole attitude is terrible. Because uh, everybody just goes, well, they're going to die. I'm like, well, these old people was in the booth 
holding on for that last vote and voting hard but hopefully they do dial because i mean I'm, the things are changing but i'm just saying it's a slow process right if you wanted to change faster it's yeah, gonna have a to quicker rate have a conversation and you've already done more than most people which is actually confront them and have a conversation about it because most yes. people just go old people be racist <laughs> it's like uh, what stage left like how do you end something with that because if it was at your job and a motherfucker was just like i'm not giving you a promotion because you're racist but i'm 60 oh, so the ass being human resources so quick and you right. smack the ass with lawsuit i'm 50 years old so i mean don't don't hold it against me that i'm racist mm. you'd still be like i don't give a fuck that's what i'm saying people put up with shit with, with random people that they won't put up with their family yeah, fuck mm. old people i don't give a fuck you don't get to be wrong because you old i said that again i don't mean shit to me i've had to tell a lot of old people that in my job how could i possibly respect black people i used to own slaves i don't give a fuck learn get over it you old because you adaptable motherfucker oh, say that again <laughs> like you'd be dead if you couldn't get Adapt with the times change Oh, oh, I hate that fucking excuse. Anyway, my older brother talked about gays pretty harsh, too. But the look on his face when I told him that one of his favorite singers, George Michael, was gay. Hilarious. He was completely stunned. How he didn't know he was gay when George Michael gets caught in his car once a year jacking off the gay porn is beyond me. <laughs> it's funny how, I mean, he also should have known because George Michael's music is gay. Uh, it's, yes. it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny now how my mom uh, never knows when anyone is gay, though. The man that did her hair for years, gay. A classmate of mine that befriended her, gay. Even one of her nieces is gay. She managed to treat them like regular people with Christian love and kindness and them and them likewise. Yeah, because she didn't know they were gay. Uh, true, but honestly, <laughs> that's a even if she did, that's what you're supposed to do. I don't mean right. no harm. Like, maybe, maybe I'm the only one looks at that kind of weird. Right. I'm not giving her no credit for that. But, uh, yeah, also... Um, that's sad that the only reason she didn't was because she didn't know they was gay. Yep. <laughs> that's so fucked up. It's like, oh, wait, they was gay? Why didn't you tell oh, me? I treated them like human beings. Shit. I know. I treated them like they was somebody. What the hell is wrong with me? Why'd you let me do that for you? I let them sit at my food and eat my, uh, sit at my table and eat my food. And do my hell. What is wrong with you? Oh, I can't believe this. You know, I only like straight male hairdressers. There's so many of them. So many. <laughs> So many, ain't it? I just can't believe. No wonder why he was so fabulous. The thousands and thousands of straight male hairdressers, and I get the <laughs> one gay man. What is the fuck? I have all the luck. Yes, you do. Uh, my grandfather really can't stand gay people being a deacon in a church and says faggots in referring to them. His, yeah, let's show up to his church. His hypocrisy in the matter is huge when he passes judgment on gay people when he is, was far from perfect. Yeah, that's everyone. My grandma has recounted many a tale to us of his cheating and constantly leaving her and three small children penniless. So much for Christians keeping up with the sanctity of marriage and always doing the right thing. Right. Say that again. So as you see, my family takes the typical black Christian stance against gays. Pretty much all of my family is divorced or contemplating it, but yet they think gay people are the worst thing to happen to the institution of marriage when the vast majority of them can't even marry and they fail to see the irony in all of this. Yes. As for myself, I am Christian, but I am not particularly religious. The gospel pretty much lays out how jesus wasn't too religious either by doing serious scandalous things according to the jewish religion in his day like having friendships with and advocating for women for uh picking grain picking grain and healing sick people on the sabbath so if jesus called himself so if jesus himself can love respect and advocate for people that the religion of the day deemed worthy of death, then why can't Christians of the day do the same thing? I agree. I don't think that people have to hide behind religion to validate their bigotry. 
it just seriously makes me uncomfortable hearing my family talk about good people the way they do but i still love them unconditionally not me my shit come with conditions that's what we branch off i'm like yeah you see you just gonna keep saying faggot around me huh what boy you ain't gay you you a faggot yeah um, i'm gonna have to um leave. you know what i'm suddenly not too hungry i i'll see you guys mm-hmm. never uh yep, but, where you going uh, away from here all right like i don't even who hangs out with these people anyway because if i didn't like and i'm a, and i'm a, and y'all guys know me i am the kind of person that gives leeway like if you said faggot around me as a joke i would go maybe i don't think it's funny but i would actually be like i get it i'm not the guy who's gonna like fuck your whole party up and shit and make all the dudes feel like they gotta go home yeah, it's not when it comes from a mean but hateful if player. you're really sitting around calling gay people faggots and shit i'm gonna be like yeah dog you wrong and i don't want to be in your company there's nothing funny about what you just said you just mm-hmm. like you're just being fucked up mm-hmm. you know it's like i said man i i think when i was talking about um we were talking about uh, MSNBC mm-hmm. and they bring out Pat Buchanan. Yes. And Pat Buchanan says some of the most vile, hateful, evil shit I've ever heard. And then the host treat it like it's either serious or they laugh it off like it's okay. And they never come back and they always move on. Nope. And that was a problem for me. And I was like, that is how it happens. Yep, that's how people treat their family members. Yeah, racism doesn't happen on some like, let's go burn niggers. That's not no, how it happens. No, it's not. Uh, homophobia doesn't happen because we people are going to go tie up gay people and drag them behind your truck. That's not mm, how it happens. No. It happens in a more subtle way, which is yep. motherfuckers be calling gay people faggots and shit, and you just don't say nothing because you like you love them unconditionally. You know what I mean? I'm not saying this is what Tabitha's doing. She's obviously talking to these people, but I'm saying a lot of people aren't Tabitha. A lot of people Say that again. The fact that you're even talking is a step in the right direction, but a lot of people are not talking to their family about it. They just accept them as that, and then they come back and tell you, man, it's crazy how homophobic old people are. I'm like, I don't know no old homophobic people. Oh, wait. Oh, that means you know them. They're in your family, and you don't say shit. Okay. All right. But change gonna happen. Boycott Chick-fil-A anyway um it, it makes me serious it seriously makes me uncomfortable hearing my family talk about good people the way they do but i still love them unconditionally but if i didn't still wouldn't make me any better than them for not liking gay people also i would huh because if i didn't it still wouldn't make me any better than them for not no actually it would like that's like saying i don't like when nazis talk about killing jews but if i said something if I didn't hang out with Nazis, that would make me uh, just as bad as killing Jews. Nope, not not true. <laughs> That's a false equivalency. You you can you can look at them and be like, yeah, y'all y'all wrong and y'all homophobic. Um. So anyway, also I wouldn't I would like to note that apparently someone has schooled the president because he has changed his stance on gay marriage. In 2008, he too held held the man woman only marriage belief, which I think most Americans forgot about. Zero boycotting, no national unrest needed. Uh, okay, that's a little more deeper than that. Number one, there were a lot of lobbyists from the gay parts of the Democratic Party to get him to come forward on that. Two, I don't believe that he was ever against gay marriage or that he ever believed that uh only a man and woman should have marriage Mm -hmm. uh he did offer the only solution that a government can offer which is uh the whole uh you can have a civil union type shit Mm -hmm. uh which is all about phrasing and i get it 
I definitely do. I get why if I was gay, I'd be like, nope, call my shit a marriage. Even if it's just a thing that I just want to hear. That's what the fuck we calling it. And I would, and I roll with y'all on that. I get it. But, um, nah, he, I don't think he changed. I think he is pandering for votes. I feel like it's going to be, he needs a gay vote. They have been one of the single party, uh, single issue party, like voters and shit. Very serious. And they have demanded more from him. And he's decided this is the more he's going to give them by saying, I am for gay marriage. And, uh, I, I'm more cynical than you. I, as much as I love me some Barack Obama, I think he's still got to be a politician. Mm-hmm. So, of course. I would not put it past him that he's just like, okay, yeah, this is the shit yeah, to say to make sure I get the plan. Yeah, yes. Got to show up the gay vote. So I don't I don't really think he's changed at all. I also don't think that he's uh, necessarily religious or even possibly uh, he might not he, like I wouldn't be surprised if, pres- if the Barack Obama was atheist. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, doesn't uh, if he believes in gay marriage, but he has political stances that he has to have. Like you got constituencies, dog. You don't get to really have any opinions that. Uh, that aren't checked. So true. Changing his stance to me is means getting more support. Yep. I don't feel like he went out and met, met made a gay friend in the last four years, and that's oh, what happened. No. Although that's probably what he'll say in the speech where he talks about this. <laughs> Politicians always be doing that Over shit. Over the last two years, I've had many, many gay people, and I just want y'all to know that I love gays. Yeah. Politicians always do that shit where it's like, this isn't about me. This is about Little Hattie Jones. Yes. Then they show a shot of Little Hattie Jones. Right. A woman who was so gay that I met Hattie Jones one time in a diner. And she walked up to me and she said, I love eating pussy. And there was then <laughs> that I understood the the plight of America. It's like, no, nigga, you need them votes. Stop pretending. <laughs> Anyway, says thanks for reading my email piece and thank you for writing, Tabitha. Thank you, sweetie. I always feel bad when people write us and I still gotta like roast them, but wow, that y'all wrote us. That's what we do. Yes, we still love y'all. Yeah, it's too good. We thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you guys. Seriously, you guys make the show possible. You guys definitely do have us sitting in here for two hours and forty minutes on a Saturday morning. Uh, We could have been doing other shit. But we fuck with y'all because y'all fuck with us. Yes, thank you. So continue to donate. Go to blackoutist.com. Give us some money. Continue to uh, write us, email us, call, give us phone calls. The email is blackoutist at gmail.com. Phone number 704-557-0186. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, probably around 7 o'clock. I'll let you guys know on Facebook and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, Make sure you follow us on Twitter on at Rodimus Prime. I'm say that again. That is in DAT. The show Twitter is at TBGWT. Um, Blackoutist.com. Donate. Go to the store. Support our sponsors. Mm-hmm. All that shit. Donate your account to help spread the word. Why haven't you done this? Why haven't you left us a five-star review? I'm talking to you, motherfucker. Why didn't you leave a five-star you, you, review? You, you know who you are. We will even read that Karen's voice is annoying. That's how real we keep it. <laughs> yes, sir. Now, you will apologize later because you will realize how dumb that was. <laughs> but we will read that shit we one will. time at least. Possibly two times if we're trolling you the second time you write the show. But <laughs> we promise. We will. All right. Until next time, I love you. You too, baby. Mwah. <laughs>
1985 White Man Beginning Contest Tour. I need a slow motion video right now. Cause I'm moving in slow motion, slow motion. Feeling like Pike Williams shooting the nigga, pooping the nigga. Hey, hey, hey. I need a slow motion video right now. Hey, hey. Unless you bad as Naomi Russell I mean a lot of niggas got money So basically, Russell ain't the only Russell Russell Brand, Russell Pro Zero, 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 a whole lot of O's What you after? After money? You in line behind currency Yeah, you after money Bulletproof condom when I'm in these hoes Got staples on my dick, why? Fucking centerfolds And I swear to God they so cold Got a nigga in Miami wearing winter clothes I got my fur on, feeling like Jerome She got her fur too, we get our ears and her on Don't look at the jewelry, or get your blur on Too close, you comatose, so dope, you overdose Get back, you overclose Real life, this is what the end in the scar face should feel like. 